Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Knocked Conscious. Today I had the pleasure of speaking with Bob Lament. He's part of staticradio.com. It's one of the first 50 podcasts ever created. Here's our conversation. I hope you enjoy it. The foot is on the other shoe. Oh my, is, no, what's that mean? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's your turn, man. So how are you? How you been? I'm good. How are you? Uh, it's good. Happy New Year. super cold and... Uh... Here in the Midwest, it's been freezing. Tell us about the Midwest coldness. I hear you guys have some crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like negative, uh, I don't know, like negative 10 degrees or something the other day. Would, that was just the the, the uh, actual temperature. The wind chill was like negative 25, I think, two nights ago. So not fun, as they You're say. like mid-Midwest. You're like smack dab gateway to the West. Yeah. The gateway to the West, yeah, St. Louis. Normally, we don't have that. I mean, you know, we have weather, but not like that. That's This is a little yeah. unusual. So, Well, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm in Pennsylvania, or I'm I'm from Pennsylvania, but I'm in Arizona, and we even had uh, 30s. Yeah. Oh, really? In for Arizona? To have that. Oh, my God. In Phoenix, yeah. So for us to have that, it's rare. It's rare. I mean, I think I've seen 19 once. But, hmm. you know. It's a rare thing. It's by the time I get to Phoenix, it'll be 19 degrees. One to one. Hey, we've hit 120, 120, 121. So that yeah, was, the news said um, we were colder than Antarctica on that day. I think it was uh, Tuesday, Monday. What's today? Wednesday, Monday. Yeah. Very cool. And it's uh, January 2024. So right. Yeah. For reference, in case you listen to it. <laughs> Yeah. In the future. <laughs> for posterity as they dusted the off future. after the nuclear annihilation. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you picked up a, an old uh, Sam uh, Sansa clip and you're listening to this because somebody put it onto that, then uh, now you know what oh you're Oh my gosh. We need one of those max 100 megabyte tape drives. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I Omega. I Omega. Yeah. That was an I Omega. Yeah. I think it was I Omega. Then they so, had uh, they had the zip drive, and then they had the jazz drive, and they had, yeah, oh my gosh, and I could talk Mem- for memories. Hours we could wax poetic on every yeah I, we have sitting in the I, garage, right? I waited for the zip drive, and then it was here and gone. Yeah, I remember so the Sony disc, the mini disc thing that was like a oh, cartridge yeah, as well, yeah. like a floppy disc that you put in for music. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool so, technology has already zipped past us, and now nobody gives a shit. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> like, we, I mean, we're just kind of making the more perfect wheel, but we're not really making anything new, right? Right, yeah. I mean, we were, I'm like, totally we had floppy disks for a long time, and then they were going to come out with the zip thing, which was 100 uh, megabytes, I think, at the time. It was. And jazz, jazz was a gigabyte, and a zip was 100 megabytes. And you're like, you know, you had a little floppy disk, which was 1.44 megabytes. And you're like, oh, my God, the zip disk is going to be the best thing ever. And then, yeah, who cares, right? And we come from, we come from Carmen Sandiego TNDT 1000 floppy. <laughs> so. Right. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, uh, people are like already tuning out of this shit. I'm telling you, they're like, oh, you know, cares? I don't care, man. I remember actually disconnecting the speaker so I could play it at night. That little oh, yeah. speaker, I clicked, clicked it. 
cut it and then retaped it. So oh, so you can keep it. playing it uh, without it making too much noise. Uh, yep, yeah, just cut out the ground. So sneaking, anyway. sneaking in some game time. So Bob, you are an early adopter, sir. Speaking of technology. Yeah, that's probably why I know about all these things is because I'm I'm yeah. stupid and I jump in early and spend all my hard-earned money on things. So tell yeah. us about static radio. What's the beginning of how this happened? I mean, you tell people what you are, and when you told me, I'm super excited for it. But when you tell you you tell me that you tell other people, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah. so what anyway. about my Bitcoin or something? Yeah, exactly. I wish I was a so little tell, more into Bitcoin uh, back in the day. <laughs> I know. I remember when it's three hundred dollars a Bitcoin. Yeah, one of those Bitcoin ATM machines. There was like one in the entire valley, and I remember going driving by it, going, "Who's going to spend three hundred dollars for one dollar?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I, I mean, what the heck did I know as a college, like a stupid uh, college? I, uh, I actually, I didn't pull the trigger on it, but I was. Uh, uh, listening to um security now which is a, a pod a now podcast but it was back then prior to podcasting i think where um uh what's his last name i can't remember uh steve i'm blanking on his last name but he was mining bitcoin and he got 50 bitcoin in the early wozniak early or something or no no uh what is his last name i can't Jobs, think of, maybe no 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 he's a security expert Oh, okay. He's also named Steve. Um, there's a lot of Steves out there. Yeah, there's a lot of Steves in that time period. But anyway, yeah, he got 50 bit. He mined 50 bitcoins on. He just had a couple of machine, old like you know, Pentium machines running. And I was like, oh, I should do that. And then I didn't do it. Here we are today. Although I do know a Bitcoin uh, millionaire. Really? Yeah. So and that actually works into the history of Static. He was one of our first. Uh, uh, we didn't have we don't have too many guests uh, over the years, but early on, uh, John Hargrave is his name. And, yeah, I know uh, the name. Yeah, he's a, he's also an internet pioneer, uh, internet media pioneer, and he um, became a Bitcoin millionaire because he paid attention, and now he talks about it and does a whole uh, you know writes and does shows and stuff on Bitcoin. So good for him. He's he's a really nice guy too, by the way. Very nice. How did you but, uh, get in touch with him? How did you guys? So he out? used to do a show. This was uh, it, this actually gets to the beginning of of this show, uh, the Static Show. Not this show, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. And uh, so he used to do a show called Computer Stew, and Computer Stew was a daily video uh, show on the internet. Back uh, would be probably in 1999 ish. 19 no, 1998. And he worked for Ziff Davis, a uh, computer magazine, and they he, he had to do other things. But one of the things that he was able to do there was to make try to make this video show, which was really quite difficult um, during the time because there wasn't all the tools like we have now. So, right. Um, and yeah, you I basically actually it. had to invent the wheel at that point. Yeah, yeah. And the, well, the idea was that it was a. I think it was for an article originally and they're like, Hey, we can take off the shelf electronics and make a, uh, like a little, little television show and put it on the internet. And then it spun off from there where they made many. Um, and he basically did it for, I think I, I don't, I'll probably mis be misquoting it, but he did it for a while. And I remember watching it 
And that kind of spurred me on. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do a video show because that's a lot of work. Uh, back then it was a lot of work. And even now it's a, a lot of work. But and so I, we could do an audio show. And that was kind of part of the process. It was that and, and a few other things because I was very, very into uh, um, listening to things online when there wasn't a lot of things to listen to. And um and so I said, well, I had done college radio with my uh, friend, Miles, who's also my co-host still to this day. And I wow. said, Miles, how I can long, do- How long now? Uh, we're just in our 25th year on G- in January. Wow. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. You say congratulations. My wife says, why are you doing this? <laughs> but- uh, <laughs> Libra so, of love, man. It yeah. really is. <laughs> Miles and I did uh, college radio together and we were out of college and working, you know, uh, regular boring jobs. And I said, oh, I've been watching this stuff. We could do a show. And uh, I said, I think I know how to do it. And he goes and he's like, OK, I mean, whatever. So Miles has never been a huge, uh, uh, you know, motivated person. I guess I'll put it that way. He, he doesn't mind being taken along for the ride. But he's he balances not, you. He, yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna initiate the ride. He'll just take it. Right. Um, he's and like so, a fun yeah. hang is what. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, yeah. If you want to do it, I don't. Yeah. I'll I'll come in and participate, but I'm not doing <laughs> work. Um, kind of like me tonight. I'm 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 Miles in this scenario. You're doing all the work tonight. And I'm just hanging out. I hope I hope it's there. well worth. You were kind. You were more than gracious <laughs> to me. So um uh so I. At, the, at that point in time, I just had the idea, um, but I didn't have everything. And so I, I got a book from a, a friend of mine, How to uh, Code HTML in Seven Days. And I read that book. It's It may still be available. I have no idea. but I think uh, it's on one of those shelves that you can dust. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. And it took me a little longer than seven days, but I read the book and then I put together uh, a website which um, you actually can still look at. Um, the HTML version of the old website is still uh, being hosted, uh, although it's kind of frozen in time at this point. But um, and voila, I had a website, and that was um, we actually started recording on Thanksgiving night in 1998. Was the first test show, uh, and I was still coding the website, but I had it done by Christmas. And then um, we kept doing shows, test shows. We did like, I don't know, three or four test shows uh, between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then everything was ready to go and uh, launched everything on the uh, 1st of January in 1999. So, and um, and yeah, and all, all pretty much all the shows are out there. I mean, there may be some holes in there just because of time, because uh, there was no uh, WordPress, there was no, you know, organization. And so, We've gone through several iterations since the original HTML, um, and now obviously WordPress is kind of uh, king in, in those regards as far as that goes. But so I, I think I've got pretty much everything out now. If you wanted to go look at it, staticradio.com. So um, it, there may be a few holes here and there, but uh, I have all the files. So thank goodness I have all the files. But um, yeah, and so we just kept doing. And the weird thing is, I thought we would uh, do this for a year, maybe two years, something like that. 
And mm-hmm. actually, um, Hargrave came in, I think he was in the first year. We had him, I, I sent him a note because Zug was still, the funny thing is I sent him a note to about, not Zug, I'm sorry, about Computer Stew. He did a, another website called Zug.com, which is a comedy website. And I said, uh, you know, hey, I want to do an interview with you. Would you want to do this? And this is all over the phone. This was before, you know, Skype and Zoom and all this shit. So people answered the phone. Back right, yeah. Time, huh? and so he, people actually like when you called, there was like a purpose. Yeah. And you when exactly. you got a phone call, you figured they were calling you for a purpose. The, the interesting. Yeah. What you say that it, it used to be, at least when I was younger, if you didn't answer the phone, there was hell to pay. Yeah, with my parents. Uh, right? We can get back to that. I don't want to take you away from the story, <laughs> so, but we so, grew up very similar in that. Yeah, there was no, and, there was no phone left unrung. Right, exactly. You go pick up somebody, pick up the goddamn phone. The um, so uh, we had a phone interview with him, and he was gracious enough to uh, to be on. And the terrible thing was, uh, he got he got laid off. He didn't get fired. He got laid off, and so uh, computers two ended. Right as he was, you know, it was known when he was doing the interview. And so I actually even made fun of him about it, which is horrible in hindsight. But, uh, oh, wow. I go, you, know oh, what, you, though, you, how, you were young back then. You were young and brash. You were, you were just having fun back then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was, uh, well, and, and that was kind of his, he had a little bit of a sticky, uh, thing on computers too, where it was, he was young uh, at the time too. And so, you know, it was, it fit in with his persona. I'll put it that way. So, but um, yeah, that was one of the earliest things. So yeah, we did, uh, but we, Miles and I don't do a lot of interviews. Um, typically um, just, it just hasn't worked that way. We, we do our bit each week and it, we love it and uh, it makes us happy, I guess. And so we just have, so what to is the bit? What, what, well, we what talk, do you do? We tell, talk, tell us what so you do. We do. We do stories. So each week, the whole premise of the whole thing was, uh, because we used to do this on college radio as well. So you didn't have as much freedom in college radio because even though it was college radio, they still wanted you to play rotation. And then right. we had a, B and C rotations. Right. I remember. And yeah. A and B at least. It would depend. Yeah. It depends on, uh, the program directors. It would change because in college they don't, last super long and um and then we had to do psas and then some every once in a while we'd actually have an advertisement but with the college radio those are kind of few and far between sometimes or they're you know don't forget homecoming's coming up you gotta get your homecoming carnation and right. um, stuff like that so we in between that kind of stuff we would tell stories and they were always centered around something that happened right so you know Oh, I was on campus today and I watched, uh, you know, this guy fall out of a car. Just weird stuff like that, right? Because on campus, right. it's something walk of shame. happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Something's how many of those did you see right? and whatnot, right? Or I had this uh, situation where um, uh, at the time I was living with my uh, wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and at the radio station where we're at, there's this guy who always told me how good looking my girlfriend was. <laughs> so that was a story, right? I'd be, I'd be like, right. Jason, I, Jason gave me a ride uh, back to my apartment and he wouldn't stop talking about how good looking my girlfriend was. And I'm like, do you find that odd, Miles? And then Miles would, because <laughs> he knew who this I guy know. was too. And so we would tell these little kind of weird uh, things that happened to us. So. 
after we got out of college, I got this all going and it just continued because essentially we were doing this on the phone uh, every week or two. We would, you know, touch base because we we didn't live. We don't live near each other now. We didn't live near each other then. Only time we came together was at college. And so um, he he's actually from Chicagoland and I'm from downstate uh, Illinois. And um, now I'm by St. I'm in St. Louis and he is. up on the river in Iowa. And so, um, close to quad cities. Right. So, okay. Sure. Um, so we're not anywhere near each other, but we would ca- talk each, each, uh, every couple of weeks or whatever we talk anyway and see what we you know, was going on. And that became, we would do this anyway. And so that became the show because, you know, it's just kind of fun. And then we, you know, break each other's balls, whatever you want to say, um, yeah. as we're telling the story, you know, and, uh, and that just all became fun. And so uh, we've just done it. And we I thought for sure we'd run out of material uh, a long time ago. <laughs> but as things happen, life happens, right? And so we both had yeah. kids. Kids became material. You know, we got we both got married, had kids and yeah. have jobs. And then you're different. You're different than you were. So you're actually have yeah. a whole set of ideas. Uh, everything you know, changed. You're literally a whole person. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, everything just took off and, and just weird interactions with people. And, and it's just full of really weird and odd stories. We call it the strange and funny happenings in the lives of two Midwesterners is kind of the tagline. And that's really what it is. I mean, it's, it's one week it, it's, you know, embarrassing stories about, uh, you know, farting on the bus or something. And the next thing you know, we're, Running into you don't actually people. fart on the bus. You let one loose on the bus. You <laughs> try to hold on. You never actually do it. You just it, lack containment ability. It, it wasn't me. It was uh, the the funniest uh, letting one sure. loose story for me. It was my son. We uh, got the opportunity to go to Europe, and we were on a train uh, heading um, from uh, I believe it was uh, Germany into Switzerland. And we're on we're on the train, and he rips one really loud, like and there's people everywhere, right? And then like everybody's <laughs> looking at him, and I was sitting there and I'm laughing, and then later I go I go why did you do that? And he goes I thought they I was just thinking it was a different language so it would be okay. <laughs> I don't know what his logic was. He farted in a different language. He farts in English, so it, in English. it would be okay. He was thinking it's a different language. I would, I'm like, well, it's just a fart. Everybody farts. I don't know what you're doing. So embarrassing. He didn't. He didn't. Obviously, he wasn't even embarrassed because he thought, well, no one will know what this is. But uh, yeah, it was hilarious. I don't. It was just the, one of the weirdest. Uh, I'm like, where's this logic coming from, kid? He was. Uh, he was uh, like a you know what. I think 12, 13, 14 years old, maybe at the time. So, you now know, he's the CEO that, of Disney. Yeah, it's that logic, that kid logic, you know. Oh, well, they won't know what this it, you is. You know, it is. <laughs> I, I have a worse story than that, but I'll spare you. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's yeah, great, it, though. Like, yeah, it's like I'm going to fart in a different language. They won't even know. Yeah, they won't know. But, but it is funny, like the fart versus like burp culture, because I heard in like mm-hmm. Japan, I think if you fart, it's rude, but if you burp, it's right. okay. Something. If you're eating, I think in, in some Asian cultures, yeah, it's a sign that the food was good. 
Right. There's something to it. Something about the completeness right. of it. So, you know, there are some interesting cultural sounds yeah. that we make. Bart- Barting doesn't people. seem to pass in any language. Uh, any... No, it doesn't. It's, it, well, it passes all right. It passes. <laughs> I think the so, other part was he didn't think it was going to be that loud, but well, it was loud. <laughs> For sure. Well, that's awesome. So this is how long ago? And he was he was just a teenager? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, yeah, he was like a, yeah, early teens. Uh, but this is what, uh, I don't know, 20, 2017, I think, 2016, 2017. Oh, okay. So, so he's not too long about ago. 20-ish? Yeah. Young, young man? Yeah, well, now, yeah, he's, he's 20-something, yeah. Now he farts with purpose. Yeah, now, yeah, I don't, yeah. He, I don't know if he'd do it in another language anymore, but. Hey. He's got it's in a constantly extended finger. Ready to go. <laughs> Pull my finger. Ready to be pulled. But, um, uh, you know, that's the kind of, I mean, that's the kind of great fodder that you'll, uh, that you'll get on the show. But it's always just weird. I mean, it's, uh, people have told me, you know, I'm not uh, from the East Coast or anything. And so people tell me, though, it's a very Midwestern view on, on humor. Uh, I've been told that. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so. The but I, I don't you know that's not something that I can perceive uh, easily so because I'm yeah. it's just humor to me I'm just like oh that's funny farting is funny right. <laughs> right. and you know it it's been and it's funny and there are there are definitely levels of it like I I'm a dark humor person mm-hmm. and it's I I just I think I go right to like the worst thing someone can say and I don't know why I do that <laughs> but I'll sit there and find myself chuckling like, yeah. I, I watched Will Smith hit Chris Rock. Uh-huh. And when he said, keep your wife's mouth keep, out keep your, your or keep name out your mouth. Out of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Chris Rock had the joke at the tip of his tongue and he pulled it back. It was, <laughs> yeah. I will as long as you keep other dudes out of your wife's mouth. Right, exactly. Yeah. And he didn't say it. Right. And well, I got to give him I credit that for that. Was- I, I, the whole thing I thought was a setup when it happened. I thought so too, but in hindsight, setup. yeah, yeah, it, allegedly it's not. And I watched the new uh, Chappelle show, the Dreamers one, the new one, and mm-hmm. he actually references it because he he says he called Chris Rock after it happened. Oh, really? Okay. And he answered the phone and said, "You're the only guy I picked up for." He's been getting calls from Oprah and like, <laughs> Obama and all right. these people. That's <laughs> wild. So. It's just too wild. I'm like, ah, I think it was a setup, but yeah, it, you know, the f- first time it really did look like a setup, but then you yeah. watch like how Chris Rock got like heated and like, couldn't talk for a second. And right. that's that fight or flight cognitive dissonance thing that goes on in your head. And I think mm-hmm. he, he kind of lost, I, I it, it lost yeah, his, whatever. lost his train there. But like train that, he, that, that, that Mr. Smith won an award after that. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm like, who in their right mind in the middle of, you know, like one of the largest television broadcasts that happens in the year walks up and does that. You know what I'm saying? That's just not normal behavior. Um, And he's had some personal stuff going on that week. That was one the week when even so about the son's best friend or something. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that gives him no right. It's more of just like. I totally, I, I get where it happened, but there's like, it's ridiculous to get to that level from where you yeah, are. Yeah, just weird. Just totally I mean, weird. It's something about when you have that amount of power to wield. 
like re- refraining from using it on someone is probably a better bet than right. using it. <laughs> yeah no kidding you know what i mean just i mean he's taller bigger and go he's, yeah you know. rock you know he's more i guess in in a global sense he's better known right as an actor yeah so but, yeah the uh, weird the weird thing is i don't know we just it was this week or last week but the the um the guy who was in the courtroom in California, I think it was, who jumped over the, he was getting sentenced and all of a sudden he yes. the bench and jumped over. <laughs> you know, that's essentially what Will Smith did and no one stopped him and no one stopped Will Smith. It's like, really? I mean, just because he's Will Smith, you don't think he's a, a threat walking up on the stage when he's not supposed to be on the stage? I mean, they all had the script, right? right? There's nothing on if, yep. if it's true. Uh, there's nothing in the script that says Will Smith walks up on stage and slaps Chris Rock. Right. And, <laughs> Good you know, point. Where was uh, there's all these people who are obviously of uh, our targets in this yeah. audience, right? And yeah. no one acted. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird because, like, it is weird. If you saw Will Smith walking up to you, I there. guess you would assume the guy's not going to slap me out of nowhere. I, I, I guess I would assume that. All bizarre. Yeah. It was a whole thing, but yeah. I mean, it was interesting to watch. That's some ego right there. I'll tell you that right now. And you know what I mean? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's You've got, it's you've got to have big, big fucking ego to think it's okay for me to do this and yeah. no one's going to be mad. You know what I mean? And then somehow be the victim of it after right yeah exactly oh i didn't mean i mean you know i have a bad week oh yeah well when i have a bad week i usually you know find yeah, the only pocketed 40 million this week yeah, that's right find the largest public uh display of something happening walk into it and do something inappropriate that's what i do so so your show is it literally weekly do you get together yeah, every, every week every week yeah is it scheduled day and time or is it? Yeah. So we book? typically, um, uh, over the years, we usually did, um, Sunday night or Monday night right now we're on Monday nights. <laughs> and the, and the reason for, uh, that typically was, um, we did Sunday night. Cause you no longer have a football team. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not into miles is very much into football. That's why it switches I'm over on, on the two night. Honestly, it does. He's like, okay, bears are playing. Let's oh, do bear. It. Yeah. The bears. The bears. Yeah. For me, I'm oh, like, bears. I don't care. And, um, but, uh, it, it started out on Sunday nights every week because, uh, we both had kids, uh, pretty early into the run here. And, um, that was the best, you know, we would do it, uh, late on Sunday when everybody was sleeping. And it, you know, it wasn't a family time, right? Everybody's got to get, you know, situated for work and what have you. So it just worked out. And then it shifted from Sunday to Monday, depending on, uh, oddly enough, the television schedule. So football games, uh, Game of Thrones for a while pushed it to Monday because Game of Thrones (laughs) is on Sunday. And uh, Walking Dead for a while. So right now we're on a, a Monday schedule, um, and I don't know why, because there's nothing happening on Sunday. And maybe maybe it's still football. I don't know. But, yeah, we, we typically – I'm uh, – uh, what do you want to say? I'm, I can be very regimented, and so I love that um, kind of uh, system. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know Sunday 
I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna do, right? And, and it's a great not, excuse to get to catch up and always do it, right? It must be a oh, fun yeah, thing always, yeah. for a guy we that you know for what thirty years now. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, probably about thirty. Thirty-four. Yeah. Something. Like oh that. wow. Yeah. Um, the. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, uh, you know, I love the regiment regimented nature of it and and miles is not so regimented in fact you'll hear if you if you if you were to, to could brave through all the shows you'll hear several of them where i'm just berating him because he doesn't answer uh on sunday night i'm like we've only been fucking doing this for two decades and you can't answer whenever i you know call you or whatever i was doing we were doing skype at that point right. and um i'm like you know he's like oh i forgot I'm like, holy shit, you know, Man. but we do, we do catch up every time we talk. Um, we talk for, I don't know, at least a half hour or more every time we connect. That's not recorded. That's not part of it. Right. And then we, we record after that. And uh, the terrible thing is sometimes we'll be talking and we're like, oh shit, I don't have a story. I should save this for the, the recording. And then we end up stopping and just starting recording. So, yeah, because uh, we don't, it, just like you and I did. It's basically yeah. you you jump on and go. There's not yeah. any kind of discussion ahead of the time where it's like, I need to get through these talking points. Uh, you know, I want to talk about the URL. I want to say static radio five times, okay? And then <laughs> now another I, I gotta sell my book. No, it's not it's just we come out of the gate, it's like a rodeo, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was just on a on a podcast called Idiot Mystic and they reached out to me through that that matchmaker uh you know, oh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. dating site, yeah, the, <laughs> the podcasting dating the site. site. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it was a two hour conversation. And at the end he's like, Oh, before you go, do you want to plug anything? And I'm like, mm -hmm. uh, okay. Like, you know, it's yeah, like, whatever. I'm just enjoying the conversation. You know what I mean? It's right, like, that's exactly. really I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to monetize this and do like ads and just have this be my thing. But you know what? I'm, I just I've talked to some very interesting people. I've been blessed. Yeah, no, it, it, exactly. It's and it's hard. Um, we have uh, early when was that? Probably 2007. We actually were monetized for a very short period of time. Maybe it was 2005. I had to look it up. But um, we were on Mevio, which was Adam yeah. Curry's company. So Adam Curry right. after, he, after he invented the uh, podcast or after he and Dave Weiner, actually Dave Weiner did all the heavy the lifting. Podfather. Yeah. Adam Curry is good looking and can talk. And so he's the he politician the of podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, he, he uh, set up a thing called pod show and we weren't on pod show and then pod show eventually changed its name to Mevio. And at that point we, um, uh, we're on Mevio for, I don't know, probably about a year or so. And then Mevio folded or transitioned to some other thing and they dropped everybody. And so, yeah, our show was on Mevio for uh, about a year, I guess. Maybe, maybe been long. I had to look. I mean, I had to look through the shows to see if uh, what the dates were because I didn't uh, didn't write anything down, unfortunately. Um, but we were on Mevio. Yeah, you don't even think about what it is until it's over and you look in hindsight. Right. Yeah, like we're talking, things, I was yeah, talking with people about like wars. It's like the Civil War wasn't the Civil War until you look back. Like World War One yeah. wasn't World War One right. until World War Two happened. 
It was, it was just a little, it was a skirmish with the Germans. And then, oh, wait. (laughs) The Great War, right. Who who all, let me make a list. Who all was involved? The whole fucking world. Holy moly. (laughs) I think that's catchy. It's, I think, uh, Stan Lee came up with that because it's an alliteration. Yeah, no kidding, right? It's got the alliteration and everything. Yeah, he's Mr. He's Peter Captain Parker Alliteration. Bruce Banner and Lois Lane. Well, not Lois Lane, actually. That's a no, story. not Lois Lane. Did DC uh, culturally incorporate Stan Lee? I think alliteration was kind of one of those things that came uh, through the 40s and 50s that people just loved it. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny. I think it played to it, for sure. I mean, still people do now today, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. So they just they just always catered to it. I think it was a little more, you know, because then they had to do the mid-Atlantic, uh, you know, Peter Parker today. He was up in New York and he was swinging around playing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah I know, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Another news. Another news. The Ruskies Bruce have crossed Bruce the Banner's lines. found in his underwear. <laughs> he was bitten by a spider, I tell you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. J. Jonah Jameson. Holy moly. He's as big as an inch if he was a mile. <laughs> those old timey states. Old timey things, exactly. Uh, you just need one of those slide whistles from uh, Groove is in the Heart. Uh, <laughs> That's you know, right. Like, <laughs> at, for, and with a gong and some rattles. And... <laughs> so, you were, so you were actually terrestrial radio before you did podcasting, or did you go right into a digital format? Uh, so we were on the college radio, which had uh, oh, right, right. I remember that. Yeah, but I mean, like when you started your own per- like private. Oh thing. no, right into digital. So, oh okay, because uh, so my you, had, you didn't even have that. No, yeah, I, my uh, we had you know both had regular jobs. You know what I mean. So it wasn't like we're. Um, the the weird thing is, I have a degree in cinema and photography. And so, and so does Miles. We both have the same degree. We got the same degree. And then after college, I mean, the the thing was, you can go to New York. Uh, you can go to Los Angeles. Um, you could go to Chicago, maybe at the time. There wasn't a lot right. going on. Uh, I mean, there's stuff going on, but. And you think the 80s, right, with Landis and some of the other stuff was Chicago, probably to put Chicago back on the map. Yeah, but but, you know, it's like for for any of that kind of stuff and i have friends who from college who did that right but um you know this would be the earlier 90s is when i was there right. so the um but i went and i actually did um, my free i got cor- corporate stuff so i went into the corporate world for a while and and did stuff there and then it just morphed into you know what it is today which is i, I don't really do anything with cinema photography uh, I, those all, all those jobs spun off into other things. And, and I have a, a nice, uh, a nice cushy, stable, uh, means of, of making money. And, and so does miles. And so there's no point, you know what I mean? So this, right. this, this is the creative outlet. Um, cause we're both creative people and you, if you're a creative person, you gotta have an outlet or else you, uh, do bad things. You take drugs or do something else. <laughs> you're doing you're doing something to take care of that itch. Yeah, no, I, honestly, I, there's so many creative people who don't who think they have to be in a mold, I think, or whatever, and and can't you know survive in the real world, as people say. Um, but no, you got to have something because otherwise, then you. Yeah, you veer into drinking or drugs or 
um, you know, just doing, or, or you just go into bad places sometimes because I think that's just part of the territory, don't you? With creative mm-hmm. folks, I mean, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with them. Uh, well, no, I mean, creativity goes into a weird darkness, even though there's beauty that comes yeah. out of it. Yeah, there's a weird darkness you have to go to to get yeah. to that emotion, right? To get a feeling. Yeah. So it, I it, think they delve in deeper. They pick at scabs. I mean, yeah. you're going to bleed if you pick at scabs. Right. But there's something soothing about doing that. <laughs> there is. And well, you have to do it. I mean, it's kind of like a compulsion because if you don't, exactly. then you're doing something else. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So this just became the thing. Right. So it it, it was, you know, it was better than the other uh, stuff, uh, especially if you're going to, you know, progress in in the regular world, the daylight world, as some people call it, you know, we're all night people in the daylight world. Right. Um, right. And, um, and so if you were, if you're going to make it in the daylight world, you got to need to have a hobby that, that gets that out of you. So you can, yeah. you know, so you can do the stupid uh, Atlantic voice and make funny voices and be kooky. Um, because then during the day, I mean, you don't always get to do that because everybody's got to yeah, be it's a work hard, play hard attitude. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be stoic and serious and you can't, you know, cause then otherwise you don't, uh, progress in whatever, exactly. whatever, whatever we call this thing. So yeah, no, it's, it's been weird like that, but no, no terrestrial radio to get back to your question. The, um, yeah. and we're bouncing around a little bit, but the weird thing is, no, we, that's totally fine. I'm loving, I'm loving the conversation. So we were doing this for a while and, um, I, so over time I, I love to try different things. This is all part of the creative process as it were. And I contacted XM satellite radio, uh, and I got a call back. And the hilarious thing was I was, uh, and this will be in the days. Oh gosh. When was this now? Howard Stern just moved over. Uh, it was it was pre. So Howard Stern came to St. Louis. It was pre Howard Stern coming to St. Louis, I believe. So that's been a while ago. Maybe I was no. Maybe he was in St. Louis. Anyway, somewhere in the early days, <laughs> it had. I, I, only thing I can remember is I had a candy bar phone. Uh, <laughs> that's what I can remember from this. Is I had like a Nokia. You know, one of those Nokias you can drive yep. names with. Yep. Um, and I was at uh, my office and my cell phone rang, which never happened during the day at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, who could this be? And it was XM Satellite Radio. They were, I had sent them a note uh, uh, and they were getting back to me. And I talked to some programming guy at XM and uh, I thought it was hilarious um, what he said. So I, I can't remember what it was like. It wasn't lunchtime yet. And so I was, I was like, Oh shit, do I got to be somewhere? You know, <laughs> but I'm going to take this phone call because whenever my, at the time, whenever my phone rang, it generally meant that my wife needed me to do something or something was wrong. And cause right. this, this was all before, you know, texting was fashionable and, and you were still an answering the phone just like, and you still answered the phone. Yeah. You still, you still had that beat into you. So I answered and I get this XM guy like, Hey, this is, you know, I can't remember his name, Ralph or something from XM satellite radio. And you had sent a note in and I, it came to my desk and I wanted to talk to you about this show you're talking about. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, yeah. You know, fantastic. Uh, thanks for calling me back. 
you know, I'm like, what? And, and uh, so then I had to go find some place because I'm walking around. And uh, he's like, oh, it sounds really interesting. I went and I listened and la, la, la. And I, I'm like, oh, this is great, right? And he, goes, and he goes, I tell you what, I think it's interesting. He goes, but first, why don't you get on a radio station there in St. Louis? And then after you do that, then give me a call. I'm like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> They didn't even get it back then when they were the new, when they were the new, they didn't even understand. They didn't get it at all. And I'm like, I just like, it's like crazy, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, thanks. No problem. Right. I mean, what am I going to say? I I wasn't in my head. I'm like, this guy is obviously not understanding this uh, situation. Um, And then now, you know, I mean, where's XM, right? It got sucked up by Sirius and where's Sirius? I mean, no. Do you know anybody has Sirius satellite that's not a truck driver or something? I do, but only because we do road trips to Vegas. Oh, there you you have Sirius? Four to five hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's ten, uh, nine of, bucks a month or something. You're, you're one of the few these days, my friend. Don't, you know, it, yeah, it's, and it, uh, to your point, it's like the only reason is we do lose cell coverage on the drive. Ah, there you go. A little section where just yeah. enough, out in the middle of the enough day. where you can't get the Spotify through it. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I was just like, OK. And then I'm like, at that yeah. point, I was like, well, you know, I, the thing was, I didn't want to do. At that point, I'm like, this terrestrial radio is nowhere. This is not the right. way to go. And and, and I, it was already dying at the point. And you saw oh, yeah, you already saw that because you weren't. It wasn't yeah. an interest of yours to begin with. No, no. And I had others, but but I thought, well, my the reason I even contacted them was because they were doing uh, different programming at that time on XM. And right, and thought, you could hey, cur- you could be vulgar or do more adult stuff right. or just be different. We could we could slipstream right in there in some kind of compilation yeah. thing. Like Opie and, and Anthony moved over, yeah. you know, those kinds of things. And they have multiple channels. They could just have some channel that's just random shit, and we're on that. So. It was just an idea to to get the just an idea, and I'm like, oh, I should just let's see what happens, you know. And that's typically how all this uh, comes about, you know. The, the reason I'm talking to you is uh, about a year ago. I'm like, oh, I think I'll be a guest on things. Let's see what happens. And that's and that's when I started doing stuff. I, before that, I really didn't have any. Uh, I mean, it, it was, I, I'm trying to think, I don't know if I even guessed it on anybody else's show. <laughs> Are you enjoying well, that part of it? I mean, how, how many, have, oh, no, how many I guests am, I am. have you done I, now? How, oh, how many gosh. Type of guests have you God, at least more than 50 at this point, easily. Oh, nice. Yeah, at least uh, more, yeah, definitely more than 50, I think. The, um, but the tools weren't, the tools weren't there. It wasn't easy, you know what I'm saying? So, now with like you talked about matchmaker and, and pod match and all these things it's it's easy to to connect with people whereas before i to be honest with you i poo-pooed it because that was what a lot of people back in like 2008 almost every podcast was about other people's podcasts because that was one of the the trajectories of podcasting and so everybody got on each other's shows talking about podcasts and right. I'm, like, I'm not fucking doing that we're talking you know, we're talking about uh, funny stuff. We're talking about goofy stuff, and because right, uh, it's a comedian thing, right? I mean, or not right, a comedian, yeah. a community thing. Yeah, you know that, that. That's what podcasting. They always say that podcasting community because it really yeah. became like this bottom up kind of movement. Now I am aware that I'm talking about podcasts on your podcast, so just so that everybody. I love. 
know, ding me on that. It's been 20 some years now. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's amazing. And, and full disclosure, I emailed Adam Curry or I mm-hmm. emailed an email that I thought might've been Adam Curry's. Mm-hmm. It was like Adam at Adam Curry. And I sent him an email saying that you were going to be on the show and mm-hmm. hopefully he could join us. I did not. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm so and surprised. I also do not hold it against him. I just want to be clear that I, I was hoping that maybe there would be some click that might. That would be so cool just to have him pop up. For oh, a that second. would be yeah. great. I would love to. Uh, I would love to. Because I think he'd have fun with you because I think he'd admire you. And what I think is so amazing is one of the top one of the not top 50, but one of the first 50. That is. Yeah. And you're still around like that. How many. Yeah. Or how many of the first 50 are still around? That's a Not question. a lot because I've really tried. So in um, uh, just to just to affirm you, it's Adam at Curry.com because I've actually got email from him. Okay, I did email Adam at Curry.com. <laughs> I don't know I'll if he's the one answering it, but I do know that I have I have that email and I have emailed that email and gotten response from a person who said they were Adam Curry. So oh, very cool. In a long time ago, too. So, uh, I did yeah. send it. Let me see. I sent it to Adam. Adam at Curry dot com. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'll, you may <laughs> have sent it on now. December ninth. I said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? He's going to see it tomorrow, yeah. and he's going to be like, "Hey, <laughs> oh, I just I, I saw that. your email. When are you guys doing your show?" Yeah, I should have done. Just have him on anyway. Just tell him I'm st- oh, still happening. What are you kidding me? I'm like, I'm having it on right now, sir. That's right. <laughs> Did you not know it's literally happening right now? What a shock that you happen to be calling right now. Oh my goodness. So to answer your question, the first fifty um, in when COVID happened. Uh, so I had when COVID happened, I had a little more time on my hands because of everybody did, and I came up with this idea called Priorcaster. And it's actually a website you can go to at priorcaster.com. And so I wanted this to, is pre-COVID or or during COVID? Uh, w- right when COVID started, I guess. Okay, so, so tw- early 2020? Early, early 2020, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I just want to get a time frame. Yeah, yeah. Like I, so the, um, the deal was, so I was like, uh, I got some time on my hands. I would love to talk to the people who were, were doing these things you know, before podcast, I knew, I knew a lot of them. I had, I interacted with them because part of the thing, once we started recording was I was constantly looking for other people recording. And I did find a few, I mean, at the time I found a few and I talked to them and actually one of the people that I talked to, his name is Frank Nora and he runs a thing called the overnight scape, which he's been doing since 2000. And uh, he and I have uh, communicated all these years, uh, off and on throughout the years. And good um, because I thought, wow, there's somebody else doing this. And he, he has a totally different approach to things, but um, it, it's fascinating. And if, if um, he, he lives in uh, New Jersey and uh, goes into New York every day for work. And so he, he actually, most of his shows are that traveling. So he's going right. into New York. He's talking about all kinds of stuff while he's walking around New York. Um, it didn't start out that way, but that's what it is right now. But um, so, yeah, I've, I've known these people, uh, some of these people for a long time. Well, I wanted to go back and, and catch more of them. Well, there's all, a lot of them are gone. I can't find them. And I mean, these are people that I, uh, at the time, pre-podcasting. So back from 99 until 2004, um, I had interaction with, right? So it, mostly right. distance. So 
emails and, and things like that. And um, uh, yeah, and I, I there's if there's anybody who's listening who did a show before 2004, uh, hit me up. So boblemin at gmail.com. And uh, I would love to talk to you. And so I've got to talk to a few people, but a lot of them aren't around anymore. I mean, it is interesting how um, how much of a turnover there is. There was a guy, and I, I can't remember his name, um, but he did a thing called The Basement Show. And he was such a helpful guy to me because he was doing that just prior to us doing our show. And I found it uh, after we started recording. And I used to email him quite regularly, asking him about stuff and, um, uh, you know, setting things up and, and uh, streaming things and all kinds of stuff. And he was incredibly helpful. But the basement show is gone. It's uh, it, there's nothing left. I keep, I've looked and looked and looked and I still do. So when this prior caster idea came up. I got it going and I was looking for him and I still do every once in a while. If I've got a minute, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, I think I'll look up the basement show, see if I can dig into anything and find it. Nothing. And the terrible thing is um, uh, I also look into um, Curry's list and it's gone. So even on the Internet Archive. So that's a lot of digging on the Internet Archive. You can go back in his website, but it does not. He, he switched stuff and it, there's no archive of the old, old stuff. I did an internet search for it. I was trying to find it because yeah. I was hoping to find a list I could share with you. Like, yeah, I, I did. I didn't do much digging, but like we we had a good connection. So I was like, you know what? Let me see if I could find something cool that I could bring, which I didn't bring anything. To. <laughs> well, and the same thing with the first iTunes list, right? Because I I, yeah. I, always, I, tell, I love to tell this story and people don't even realize it. And then when they hear it, they're like, huh? But that list that uh, Curry kept, which he I think he kept it for a while. So it was like, you know, they're gotten to the hundreds. Um, but the first people who were doing podcasts uh, that would contact him, obviously, and you could get on the list, then um, that became iTunes podcasting. So between that and some uh, PBS shows and a few other commercial things at the, right out of the gate, podcasting was Adam Curry's list. And he's mentioned it because I think I heard him on Rogan uh, when he was on there. One yes, of those he has. He mentioned that. And and I re- remember that. And I've told it to people. And it, it, they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, because I got a note from a guy who I He still curated the list. Yeah. He like curated the, the list. Grand yeah. Poobah keeper of the list. Like there was a thing. The yeah. list. Like I, it was, And it was the simplest thing. It was just like a, a literally a list, like you would have. It was a literally list. like a CSV file. If yeah, that exactly, exactly. Like, really. But um, uh, there was yeah. a guy. I don't who, even know if CSV was a thing yet, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think it was. That was <laughs> like it was a Lotus. Yeah. It was a Lotus one two three spreadsheet. Uh, yeah, using but, DOS five point one. I got an email from a dude named Scott Baker, who I've known again for since to early two thousand. And he says, hey, do you know you're on iTunes? And I go, what? And that's how I found out. And then I went and looked around. Now, the funny thing is we've been kicked off of iTunes at least at least three or four times. Uh, the first round of kicking off was whenever they got all holy for a while. Uh, and they anybody was cussing and whatnot, they would kick them off. And then they made the explicit tag, so we got back on for a while. And and so it's, it's really... Um, it's hard to find. So I say these things, right? And I always feel bad because it's hard for me, other than to, to give you the shows, 
to say, yes, this really happened because all this supporting corroborating evidence has just been obliterated. Right. Um, right. Literally, you just have like a some hopefully there's a metadata tag to the timestamp of the original recording or something. Well, the problem with the original recording, we didn't record an MP3 until in the 2000s. So everything, <laughs> everything was uh, real media uh, when we right. first started. Oh, my gosh. Real media. Oh, my. And I've gosh. converted it all over to MP3. And then we did several. We did, I think, a, at least a year or two in real media. And then we media player. Yeah. Right. And then we went to QuickTime because I lost. Uh, I <laughs> this is, here's my uh, little deviousness. So uh, I finagled a real media server uh, at the time, which was thousands of dollars uh, at work. And then I used it for myself mostly. And uh, <laughs> well, I got to the point where I could not justify it, and it went away. And so then yeah. I made them QuickTime movies because I had access to a QuickTime encoder the at that Apple, point. Right. And so QuickTime's we were, Apple. Yeah. Movie, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what the acronym was for MOV. Uh, I think, but yeah, it was MOV. Yeah. It was MOV, but it was just audio. Um, right. Yeah, it was. There was. It was a and weird, uh, I did that. It might have been something. AUD even or something they had for audio or something. Uh, that's uh, uh, that's uh, an MP3. That's yeah, that's, it was something else. Yeah. Not AUD, wave, obviously. AUD is the audacity. Uh, oh, that's right. Culture. Audacity. Oh, yeah. So, um, so we did a quick time for a few years and then finally MP3, uh, MP3 was there, but we didn't have, I didn't have access to any kind of encoding to do MP3 at the time. It would have cost money. Uh, I think money's always been a barrier cause I'm a really super cheap skate. And uh, so if I can finagle somebody else to pay for it, then I do. Right. So that's my uh, right. my angle. And so, yeah, I got the real media. A superpower. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got the real media server paid for. It should be Larry Lament. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I got a deal for you. Um, so we, we went through iterations. So, yeah, all the MP3s, actually, some of them didn't become MP3s until a couple of years ago because I converted them all from those other formats. Um, right. To finally put them because it, it was five years before we were on uh, before podcasting and five years before uh, WordPress. Well, I would think the file itself would have some kind of tam- timestamp. I hope, right? Even if it's well, a dot mov re- or something. I had to re-encode everything, so it's whatever. Oh, so those are even gone. Yeah, I still have oh. the original. I still have the original real media files, but um, I, I don't know if there's any. I mean, I guess there's something to read it. I don't know. Yeah, I just wonder. I wonder if back then they had date, uh, date like a date stamp as a audio, like I a properties. Tag I, or I have to look into. They probably it did, wouldn't hurt uh, because like then it definitely yeah. would. You could definitely chronologically, you know, you could definitely yeah, put it chronologically the way you, know, you did that's it. That's all fakeable. I'm, you know, whenever you whenever I, you don't uh, want to pay for things, you learn how to fake a lot of stuff. So, I was an early adopter <laughs> of online dating, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of bad dates. A lot. Mm-hmm. I. I I went on a lot of first dates, a few second and uh, even fewer third, right? You know, third and later because you whittled down very quickly. Right. But if I had any thought of making a book or a co- like a coffee table book about my experiences of online dating, because I was an early adopter. I was on date.com back in oh boy, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just kind of the same thing. It's like if I would have just known that it would be a moment to look back on. I would right. probably 
put some kind of time or effort into uh, documenting it. In some right. Way. That's always the, that's the hard part, right? You don't know at the time when it's You don't know until you're, you're in it trying, and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look back. You want to, you want to experience what you're doing and then you don't think about um, uh, afterwards that you're like, oh yeah. Cause literally, I mean, every, you know, uh, every year I was like, I'm surprised we're still doing this. Um, I thought for sure we weren't going to. So of the three formats between yourself and your part and your, and your co-host, my partner, uh, interviewing someone else mm -hmm. or being interviewed by someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have now a preference that you've done like all three? Do you have one that you like the most? Oh no. I, I will tell you hands down talking to miles every week has been some of the most fun I've ever had. So he's gotta be a brother at this point. Yeah. It's, it's, that's well, uh, yeah. A brother from another mother. The, um, sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we're, we're not um, we're not enough the same. Uh, how we get along is beyond me sometimes because we're we're not you know talk about odd couple kind of a situation. My old co-host and I are similar like that. Yeah, right? you know, and so uh, I'd be um, Felix. I'm very fastidious on certain things, and he would be Oscar for sure. If you want to take it to the Neil Simon thing. And so, and that's the fun of it is because we are so different and, uh, um, but we get along great and, and we have an understanding to where we can kind of poke fun at each other. Really. I mean, you know, deep, fun, deep poking uh, of fun <laughs> to where everybody doesn't get, go home and cry or anything. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I, but that by far, I mean, it's been, it's so, been so enjoyable and it's still so enjoyable. I mean, this week, we just had a, a show that went off, you know, into territory that I would never, ever thought that would happen. I mean, you, you start out and then the next thing you know, you're in the far reaches of weirdness. So, um, you know, it, it's not weird in the in the uh, negative sense, but just in a fun sense. So, right. Yeah, right. I, I would say Which, that's probably uh, my thing. What date was that? Is that on Static Radio on YouTube? Where 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 yeah, can we find that episode? Anywhere. Which it's specific that episode is that? Because I don't want you to spoil it. Because I'm gonna look. I'm gonna watch it later. So. Oh it, well, I, there's some audio problems, but I'm not gonna go back at that. But if you do listen to it, it's something weird on the audio for some reason. But uh, it's called the uh, Cryptid Pitch. Okay. Uh, and it's a, it's the latest one as of today, uh, as of as of this taping, as of this recording. Nice. Uh, on January seventeenth, uh, twenty twenty-four, um, but it's just—it was just a weird, fun time. Now the, um, but that's what happens. I mean, it's like magic or something. It, sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does, and and you know because it's all kind of without a net kind of a situation, um, and we're both very comfortable that it, it you know who knows. I does I know we have all this stuff out there in the in our you know catalog or whatever you want to say and i know some of that stuff right at, at this point in time is very very not what people like now uh in terms of you know uh content and what we say and we're making fun of people and and making fun of ourselves even and and right yeah. it's it's funny you can't even be self-deprecating anymore right yeah I, I like, was, it's almost like how dare you be a victim to yourself like you're making yourself a victim. I'm like, I am right. I thought I was being funny. Yeah. I was just trying to be funny, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, 
if you want to get into that tangent, I always say right now. Yeah, I'm time... I'm along for the ride, my friend. I, I love all, <laughs> talking all different kinds of things. So please, I don't get to share. I, I you know, it's been this is my first real podcast in like or I've had maybe two in a month. Oh, okay. And I am exorbitantly curious about you. So share away. We oh, have, okay. let's, let's go down that tangent. Well, I, I was uh, these days. I always say people are are overly sincere, right? You can't. You know, you can't laugh at, um, you know, the embarrassing situations that people find themselves in and and uh, and, and so forth. And, and I think I think that to me, I think that's bad because you have to you can't always say, oh, poor you. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, oh, and you have to be you. able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. And you have to be able to laugh at situations because you have to you know, be able to not take it always so seriously because when you show that you can't that's when you show you've been corrupted yeah and everybody gets so i mean they're so sincere like oh you poor person you know oh you you know my my son uh this week a little taste here i suppose he um he says dad you know you're like a cryptid and like what do you mean he goes every picture i see of you is blurry and out of focus and you, you, you know, everybody else will be in crisp focus and you're just kind of blurry in the background. And so I'm like, what? And so, you know, he, he was like, yeah, so you're just like a cryptid living in this world because you can't ever seem to be, you know, uh, like normal uh, person in here. And so we, we riff on that for a while. But, yeah. you know, I, I just think it's kind of funny. And it's like, you know, I, I said, well, partially because. Uh, no one wants to have a photo taken anymore. You have to do a selfie of some kind. Right. And right. I'm, I've got, typically I'm the tallest with the longest arms. And so either I'm taking the selfie and so I'm off to the side somewhere uh, or I'm tall enough to where I have to be in the back. And so I'm never the, the you know, the person up front. And so it always happens. I'm taking the picture. So I'm like this half, half my head's on there. And then, uh, it's half, you know, <laughs> somewhat blurry because you do the wide angle and everything is kind of fish-eyed. So, but anyway, it's just like it's a circumstance, right? And this yeah. isn't this isn't too terrible. I mean, there's, you know, we talk about Miles always having to go in for colonoscopies and snaking oh. shit up his butt and talking about that. Uh, that sounds fun. Situation. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I, look, we could we could go in what movies fifteen years ago. I mean, we're talking two thousand eight. I don't think a single movie could be made that was like that was made in 2008 almost. There's I know it's weird, isn't it? Every movie. Now the the bad I'd say thing maybe is, ten might have been the cutoff or something, right? Yeah. Maybe ten or twelve, right around there. But it it's crazy how like it's just I I watched a movie and I had to turn it off. I just didn't. I couldn't even follow it. It didn't have. <laughs> And I, I'm not I'm 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 not criticizing the style because maybe the style's changed and I just haven't changed with it. Right. So I'll take I'll take the blame, but it's like I just haven't changed with the times in that way. Yeah, I and I don't know. It's but nobody wants to talk about that stuff. They're always like, oh yeah, like I uh, I have a tendency to in the I try to not to do it now because I'm getting older, but I fall down a lot. I used to fall down. I hurt myself constantly. And oh, so, wow. um, um, and so like, uh, I have really bad knees and, uh, one knee will just give out and then it'll pop and then my leg swells up. And, 
And so we've, I've hurt my ankle and hurt my knee and, and, um, and then we make fun of it, you know, like, Oh, you know, there goes Bob popped the knee again. Cause that was, right. uh, I was <laughs> mowing the grass. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I forget what I was doing, but anyway, I got off the mower and I got onto the ground to do so, get something or something somewhere. Anyway, I tried to get up, pop my leg, right? And I, and then right. it starts falling up immediately. So I'm out in my front yard, laying on the ground by the mower, like I died of a heart attack or something. <laughs> yeah. And and I, and I the mower's I, running, right? I can't. Yeah, I can't get up. Oh my! I literally because it can't bend my leg because it's in so much pain. Yeah. And so I happen to have the fob for one of our cars and I hit the uh, panic button and it's going <laughs> honk, honk, honk. I see my son look out the window at the honking, right? And so I turn it off and I'm waving at him. He, he shuts the window, ignores me, I guess, didn't see me. <laughs> so I have to do it again. This reminds me of like a commercial. Next thing, sprinkler needs to come on. Like yeah, a big trash exactly. truck has to come squeaking by. Well, I got bit by ants because there was oh ants there, and I started getting oh. bitten by the ants. I had to roll away. Ah. And so finally, my wife comes out. She's like, "What's going on?" I go, "I hurt my leg, <laughs> and I cannot get myself off the ground." And so anyway, she helped me get back up, and then I got on the mower and finished mowing the grass. Um, but then I had to go, uh, see the orthopedist and everything. So, but, uh, yeah, but stuff like that. I mean, if I were to tell that story on, you know, when I tell, I, that wasn't even that long ago, but if I tell that story, a lot of people be like, Oh my gosh, you poor guy. Oh, you're okay. Right. Well, Miles was like, Oh, your fat ass is on the ground. That's hilarious. You're, <laughs> you're getting bit by right. ants. Oh my gosh. Right. You know, going to diet, you idiot. And, um, you know, just this kind of raking me over the coals, but, uh, uh, and we know that's fine. You know, it's all good. I was survived. Right. I, I didn't, uh, I mean, right. I didn't have to go to, you know, seek medical attention, but not, I didn't, uh, it's not any worse than it was the day before, or at least not much more. Right. Worse, and it was so. going to, your knee was going to pop at some point anyway. It's right. Exactly. It's just a matter. Yeah. It's just a matter of time for me to step wrong and, and screw myself over. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing that I'm like, really? I mean, can't you see the humor in that? I mean, you know, <laughs> right. I'm trying to get everybody's attention. You know, I, I didn't want to roll up to the house. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> so I'm trying to get I think somebody it's genius. to check on me. <laughs> I mean, seriously, so, yeah. you have a panic button. Yeah, well, I, I just, I'm like, because I rolled around from these ants and I'm like, oh, I got something in my pocket. Oh, it's the key. I wonder if I can get this thing to make some noise. But the, yeah, I'm just like, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff everybody's like, oh, you poor guy. It's like, no, I'm an idiot. I know that I can't be jumping up and down on the ground and and expecting myself to be um, okay, given my circumstance. You know what I mean? This has happened right. many, many times before. Right. It'd be like somebody with a bad back picking up something heavy. I mean, you're an idiot, right? So Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, well, I've been working with like blood sugar issues because I'm type 2 diabetic. And I got them so good that I like had a blood sugar crash. Oh no. <laughs> and it was, it was funny. Cause like, well, funny now, but right, like you, you survived. I, uh, I'm, I'm working from home. I'm in a two story house. I'm in upstairs office. Mm -hmm. I start getting a little lightheaded. I'm like, maybe I should put something in my stomach to eat. Yeah. Maybe. 
Oh, good idea. So I start going downstairs while I'm still a little dizzy. Oh, yeah. About three, four steps from the bottom, I'm like, I'm going down. And oh, there's no. nothing I can do. <laughs> and I just took a header and I went boom straight on. And now I fell like all awkward and weird. And I'm just laying there going, okay, did anything break? Huh? Let me see. Yeah. Wiggle, wiggle. No, I'm like, I can't believe I'm alive. I should have snapped my neck. <laughs> like, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, you like, get up. And I know I can't tell my girlfriend until she gets home. Because if yeah. I text her, so that happened, she's going to worry about that the entire time until she gets right. home. Yeah. So I can't tell her fun stuff like that when, when it happens. It, it, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's part of life and yeah. it happens. And you know that you have this situation and you know better. Right. So <laughs> exactly. But you don't act that way because you're, you know, a guy and you're like, I can do what I want. Oh, holy shit. I can't. Holy <laughs> my God. You know? Exactly. Well, it, it was that's what everybody does. I got. Yeah, I got in some ex conversation about some something about transgender women in men, in in women's sports, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it's just not fair. That's just a personal fairness thing. It has nothing to do with ideology or anything. It's just a personal thing, no big deal. But someone someone jumps on their thing like, I'm going to bed tonight. I'm going to give you a big hug from a person, uh, a woman, a per- young woman of color. I hope you mm-hmm. don't get triggered by that. And I'm like, what? I reply, I'm like, I'm Generation X. We don't do triggered. Right. <laughs> like, what the what the heck is triggered, man? Like, yeah, come on. People, like, yeah. I understand the triggering. I get PTSD, and like, obviously, we're getting a much more nuanced understanding of it. Mm-hmm. But man, you can't just make it all X because it was discovered. Like, it right? Doesn't yeah, exactly. That. And you, yeah. and you, you, at, after the fact, you got through it. You know what I mean? Right. And you and you knew better. And so, right. you know, how are you are you going to I mean, everybody is not living in a China shop. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, you can't you got to live. Right. And you right. well, that uh, it's learn. now become the words have now hurt. Right. Like words have become. So, like, it became silence is violence and now words are violence. So, like, what <laughs> do you do? Laughter. Which, is one, which one is it? Which Laughter. one is it? Can you just tell me, like, well, which game are we playing? What's what are the rules, and can they not change for I don't know, ten years? Like, or no, they always change. That's that's unfortunately the constant course of things is the change. Yeah, well, <laughs> change is inevitable, right? Changes hurt. Entropy in some way. Changes changes hurt, but we always change. <laughs> so I have to ask about this avatar. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you you mentioned Felix and Oscar, so you're Felix the cat, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Felix the cat. So, how did you come up with the avatar? When did this get invented? Or is there a real you in previous episodes that we could dig and find? No, actually, there's not. So, um, the uh, I'll go in sequence here. So, it got invented probably, and I have again I have to look up. I think from around 2018, 2019, somewhere in that okay. uh, era. I wanted to animate the show. And again, it was one of these things where I was like, hey, you know what would be cool? And then I finally had access to uh, tools uh, that I did not pay for. And uh, <laughs> that's a good, that's not a, that's not yeah, a that's Jetson good. one. That's a good, that's a fist bump in the hooray. Uh, that's up your ass, cheapskate. No, I'm just, <laughs> the, um, uh, so yeah. <laughs> So uh, I said, okay, I'm going to animate the show. At the time, um, this would be before uh, 
before really uh, many avatars before kind of the zoom uh prolifer- proliferation of zoom and so right, forth. you're an early adopter i can tell yeah so and so um uh miles can't he's he's a luddite he doesn't technology is not his friend and so forth and so what i did was where i recorded our the buttons shit. technology is that the yeah, problem any, any, yeah any anything like that anything he doesn't get it you know he he wrote he wrote me the other day he's like what's uh venmo uh, people he goes should i have a venmo account i go not unless you want to spend money uh what's cash app i'm like eh, same thing. Uh, so You're like who are you talking to, Miles? <laughs> That's what I would be asking. This is a normal. Yeah. Well, no, I did actually do that. I go, are you? I go, well, are you purchasing sex? That was my first question. Is Tiffany? Is cinnamon <laughs> on there? Is kosher sea salt on the other side of this? Well, who's who's over there? Like, I was like, is everybody okay with you spending this kind of money? That was my other question. Um, Leak twice. So, <laughs> so um, he can't. Do you know this is not going to happen on his end? And so uh, I recorded us and split the channels so that he was on one channel, I was on another channel, and then what we released was a mixed uh, all at the same time. So that was kind of fun. That was like another little uh, thing to figure out. And so then once I had separate channels, then I brought it in and then I would uh, animate us. And you can go back on YouTube and you can watch the little animated shows. And that's where this character came from. So I I became the cat, and he's a snowman. And um, uh, and I, I, you know, put together this little environment. Actually, there's a little lightning bolt there. There's a, there's a yeah, snowman. The other side of the lightning bolt is a snowman. Oh, okay. And I just zoomed into it because uh, uh, at this point I was lazy. And I'm like, oh, I'll just use it for this. And yeah, uh, use it for this. <laughs> Look, I was, so, I was so fastidious that I'm like, you're like, set up this account on thing. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a Skype. We're good. Yeah. I'm good. But um, the funny thing, when we I used Skype, I called his home phone from Skype. That was the way we started with that. I finally got him. <laughs> you remember Dial.com? Yo, uh, I never had Dial.com. No, I had um, Dial.com. You could, you, it was basically just internet. You dial, mm-hmm. It was Dial.com. You go on, you put in a phone number anywhere, and you called them directly through the internet. I, I can't, I don't remember. There's a site where you could spoof a number. I was doing that for a while and I would call Miles' oh, yeah. house all the time uh, on a different number. <laughs> he got really right. mad at me about that. But, uh, <laughs> Who uh, is this? Exactly. <laughs> Calls are coming from I, inside in, the house. I'd put in weird, like, you know, you can type in weird numbers and make them anyway, you know, boob or what have you. So <laughs> the, um, uh so then we i started doing the animated show but i had to process all this right so uh it lasted for a while i can't remember how long but uh i would went on vacation and when i came back i'm like i'm tired of doing all this work uh we've done the animated show now <laughs> i'm ready to move on to uh something else and for a new challenge too, that yeah I it was too much fun. work for me i was like uh, having to you know futz with all this uh, the whole time well then He's gotten the characters gotten reused because of this. So uh, whenever I decided to do this guesting, uh, I was like, at first I'm like, oh, people will just be audio, right? And then they're like, no, we want video too. And I'm like, well, shit, I'm not gonna be on video. Okay, I'll just dust off my cart- cat cartoon character and I'll be that because it's all cool. happening live, right? So the software's right. running. It's syncing to my voice uh, and my head's moving around. I can, I've got to work on it so I can move my arms, but I haven't uh, taken the time yet. So I can do my eyebrows. So, yeah. 
In so my that's eyeballs. eyebrows and your eyes. You, so your eyes are actually, it's tracking your eyeballs too, right? Oh yeah, it tracks my eyeballs. So my eyes dart around a lot apparently because I noticed that. Yeah, on you look a lot to your left. So the, the camera must be a little bit to the left or the, cam, the computer yeah, is a little bit to the right. I can look this way and then raise my eyebrows. So the, um, like but yeah, it's all uh, happening live. And so I did that because of this whole guesting thing. Um, and, um, because I, I think that I was, uh, fortunate, um, early on, I said, this is a I'm, you know, this is me, but it is a version of my persona. That's a little bit more than my regular every day. Right. So right. you're, you're, I'm entertaining. And so I have to be a little bit more than my usual because that my usual is probably not that entertaining. Uh, so yeah, so I've always, uh, kind of been behind things. Um, so my name's not even Bob, just so you know. Love it. I, you should have <laughs> just not told me that. Well, I, we're talking about it. So, um, that's cool. Hey, I like so, it. You so know what? Miles name so, so are you completely an anonymous or can a couple little searches find you? I'm not trying to do it. I'm just wondering, like in the, say in the anonymous digital world, do you have a personal footprint that connects you to this persona? Uh, there's somebody looking around. Huh? <laughs> um, there shouldn't be too many, if any connections. Cool. Cool. Very cool. That's awesome. I, you know, I, I, I went the other way. I'm like, here's who I am. And I'm just going to like, you're going to yeah. find me out anyway. So I might as well once again, go. start with everything that I am and the, and um, you can fold in the rest. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. That, my friend, Frank, he, he's Frank. His real name's Frank. I've met him. And, uh, uh, so yeah, there's a few people who have, have can make the connection, I suppose, but, um, because I've known him for a really long time and I ask him, I'm like, basically, you know, uh, this, I'm separate from this and, uh, you know, never the two shall meet. Um, if they adhere to it, which they have so far, this is great. So miles yeah, is not cool. so miles is a little easier to find. So, um, because he's, but that's more his real persona. I'm, I'm, I always tell people to be surprised. I'm very, if you, if you met me in public, uh, not, like if we didn't know each know each other, right? And we just happened to be at the same Panera, and we were in line together. There is probably no way that you would go, "Oh, that's Bob." Right. I'm. I could, I'm, I could tell. For, I I could probably do it with the voice, but unless your voice changed. Right. Yeah. If I had if I had to talk, I'm really like, good at the mass singer. <laughs> but uh, I mean, as far it's as funny, like, like you know, to, yeah, to your point, I use my full name more in like not for the recognition of who I am, but it's like, I make a lot of ideas or I propose a lot of ideas that I want challenged and I want to change my mind mm -hmm. and I need it to come from me because that's, it's not genuine then if it's not from me and it's not to say that you're not genuine. That's oh, not, yeah. it's, I'm probably it's more genuine in this, in this, uh, version than i am in myself oh probably you know, you're so. probably more real right and i'm real regardless like i'm gonna shoot myself in the foot and if i were anonymous it's not gonna help because someone's gonna <laughs> find it, right? so i might as well just be me that's kind of how i see it you know what i mean yeah but it it, it really but is i love that i love that you can do that i, I it's really cool it, it's really from uh childhood so in my childhood i loved uh radio and i loved the people in radio right and so like different you know, characters like yeah uh, yeah they were they were, mood, they were never like 
Yeah, they were never, they were always, so if you, I don't know if you've ever had the experience when you were younger, but if you ever met somebody who was a DJ, like the coolest DJ on the radio station where you lived, and then yep. you met them out in the world, they're not the coolest. They're not. <laughs> they are old. They're, they're generally older than you thought by about older, 10 years, yeah. 15 years. Mm-hmm. And they have a face for radio for sure. Oh, yeah. And their headshot does not look like that yeah. picture. And they're, they're not usually boisterous. They're usually fair. Like, I remember I met, uh, uh, and he's probably dead at this point, but uh, his name was Larry Limbach was his radio name. His name wasn't Larry Limbach. Um, and he used, I used to work at another alliteration school. name. Yeah, alliteration. Yeah. And that was, this would be back in the eighties, I guess. But, um, and I worked at a video store and he used to come in and he was not the voice on the radio. He was very reserved, um, very quiet, soft-spoken. I mean, you could almost not hear him. He was so soft-spoken and, but he was the guy, right? Cause it, it, right. it's a, Back in the day, when you worked at the video store, you knew, you were like, you might as well work at DMV, because you had everybody's oh, yeah. information. So, and nobody understands video stores now, but uh, you had everybody's uh, information. <laughs> uh, when when you went to Central Bank Digital Currency, you're gonna... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're trying. I'm trying to modernize it for everyone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we had all we had a data, you know, we had a shitty system, database system with everybody's information. You knew who was who. You could look it up, right. yeah. I could tell you how old they were. I could tell you their credit history. I could tell you, you know, yeah. it was all there, right? So Larry uh, Limbeck came in, and I'm like, that's Larry Limbeck from the radio. And then he would come in semi-regularly, not overly regularly. And this was in the days where people actually rented pornos. Uh, so then I also knew your proclivities. Uh, for what you like to to rent, right? Your order history. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, it, it was. I think they call it a menu on OnlyFans now. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be called your porn, your VHS uh, tape order history. Now it's called yeah. your menu. List on yeah. OnlyFans. And so it was quite embarrassing because I mean, it, I did. I, mean, I grew up in uh, Decatur, Illinois, which is not a small, small town, but it's a. Uh, if you've heard if you're of it, we're good. Familiar with it, yeah. It's a uh, uh, supermarket to the world because it's the headquarters for Archer Daniels Midland. But um, the uh, so it wasn't small, but it wasn't big, and so I saw a lot of people, and and a lot of people who, uh, you know, at the time, you know, I probably had a lot of information that spouses would have loved to know. But and Pre-Ashley we were trusted. Madison too. We were trusted. Yeah, we, we were trusted agents, as it were. Okay, let me ask you this: Anybody yeah. ever you ever see like you knew like they had a wife, and they came in with their girlfriend renting a video? Like, <laughs> you know, I, a lot of times the um, guys would be by themselves, so there wasn't a lot of. Um, uh, or if they did come in with somebody, they'd peel off and go to the the porno room. And then their wife would kind of look at the, you know, the latest releases or whatever. And it was, was a door funny. beaded curtain or a cloth curtain. Which one? Did you uh, it was, it was, uh, it was cowboy style. It was, it was, uh, the, the half thing. The saloon doors. Yes. Yeah, saloon, doors. saloon doors. Nice. Yeah. Did they do the goosh, goosh, goosh yeah. when you went through to yeah. really make it exactly. shameful? Oh, yeah. beautiful. I love oh, that. and no one wanted to have that sound though. They would all hold the door. Right. Oh, you're darn right. To, yeah. Because it meant you, it's, it's the, the reverse. It's the men's walk of shame. 
yeah, walking yeah. up alone with the VHS of the adult movie. <laughs> well, well, they this is so far. This is uh, discs, so little tickets, like little disc tickets that you'd bring up. All the movies were okay. behind. I had to go pull all the movies. I got and, it. B fourteen. Where is Annie Oakley? Does Hollywood? Where That's is right. she? Where is it? <laughs> like on yeah. the big. Bike. Yeah, I have it. We have a show from a long time ago called Disney and a Porno. Because that's what everybody would get would be a Disney and a porno, and so parents <laughs> would parents would come in get a Disney movie and set the kid up in front of the Disney movie and then go in the bedroom and put in the porno and screw. <laughs> oh, that's great! That is that Friday or Saturday night? Which one was that? <laughs> Both. I mean, sometimes it was all weekend. I don't know. I mean, this was that's at true. the time when people would get literally get seven movies for a night, and I'd be like, "How are you going to fucking watch these things?" And they would. It was crazy. They, they would just watch them one after the other. It was just craziness. Yeah, probably on like three different TVs or two like yeah. Groups of people. Well, they had Disney and a yeah. porno, so right. Well, yeah, that's your half. Three and a half movies each. So You're only was, watching like eight minutes of the porno. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. They bring them back in the wrong box, them. and so yeah, one of my jobs <laughs> make sure they didn't get. Did Did you rewind this? Well, we just had to make sure the porno wasn't in well, the. These Disney. are discs, obviously, but I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is I just remember the old VHS, Be Kind yeah. Rewind days. Be Kind re- I Rewind tapes, yeah. But the the weird thing was uh, always just, you know, because at that point I was, what was I, about 19 or something like that, 18. And, you know, seeing the pillars of, of your area come in and get pornos was hilarious, you know. And then they'd see you and they're like, the oh, mayor? Oh, <laughs> you work here. Oh. Right. So, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it was a great job. I, I loved the job, uh, but uh, yeah, it was very eye it was very eye opening for the young Bob uh, to see all this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And then everybody wanted me for to sure. I would have people, you know, begging me, "Can you? The new Brat movie is out. Can you hold it for me?" I'm like, "What?" I guess and some people I would, some people I wouldn't. I'd be like, I can't right? You you had, but you know, you had that power. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did you ever get drunk with it? Come on, Bob. You got drunk no, with I it one time. No, I'm, I'm really bad. One last copy power, of uh, like Big or or like Christmas Story on right, Christmas. Christmas Story. You, you, you had it. Yeah. And everybody wanted it. It's mm. a wonderful if they just wanted it. I would. There were people who were regulars that uh, we would help out, I suppose. But oh, I never, sure. I never sold the rights. So, you know, I didn't say, you give me a fiver. I'll make sure you get, you know, big or whatever. Right. But no, nah. both, nah, both he just did to be kind. Cause you knew people Tom that Hanks like were and the Harry movie fans, or, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Movie fans. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was a, it, it was really a huge cross section of society um, from, you know, very wealthy people to very poor people and everything in between. Well, yeah, who doesn't appreciate entertainment of some sort? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about something universal, right? I mean, music, music's pretty universal mm-hmm. in a bass way. I'm not saying right. taste, but like there's a rhythm that every human could probably like get, you know, get pulled into some kind of trance, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. kind of beat that would just be some rhythmic thing like some kind of chord progression that just gets you going mm-hmm. you hear it and you hear it in a lot of songs you hear it in a lot of things and you're oh, like yeah. oh that's how they got you they got you in yeah. the, like back here in the back of your brain you know yeah, between that and not letting me go to the bathroom they really got me hooked 
<laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> Holding your eyes open, clockwork orange. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. Holy moly. I can't not it's look like right man. Not look like man. <laughs> You're ruining it. Um, but oh. yeah, it was great. It was a great uh, a great time. I mean, I, I, it really it's just like, you know, you always see the I haven't seen too many of these memes where the video store, but there's always the meme of people at the record store flipping through albums, you know, and um, that that time is lost and, and you don't get to do that. So it was really a kind of, you know, at the time you didn't think about it, but it was a, certainly a magical time to have all of that um, media in front of you and you were perusing it. And I think that's why some albums are back now as a, a you know, kind of a thing, right? Um, yeah, it's a physical, yeah, a physical it's aspect. Yeah, you. you you flip through the albums. It's really fun to do, and the same thing was at the video store. People, you wouldn't flip through them, but you'd look at the wall and see all the different things that were out there, and um, right. you know. And I, I think you talk about we talk about progressions of the way people act and so forth. That was a progression. So the video store, um, when I worked there, there was pornography. I mean, that was that was probably one of um, that was the only place that was acceptable to go to that had pornography. Right. right. I mean, right. the gas station with some magazines was acceptable at the seven 11 or yeah, whatever. But you had the black bags that they were in or whatever. Right. Plastic. Yeah. And then we're, we're, and then blockbuster comes along and they ruined it. Right. So, um, they yeah. didn't know what they want. They didn't want pornography anymore. And, and, um, and so, yeah, it, it was I'm not that I'm a huge proponent of pornography, but I'm just saying that it's no, interesting you're a how, proponent of like the availability of it being part of like part of the lexicon, part of the culture. Yeah. It doesn't have to invade or like be pervasive or be the culture, but part of no, it for sure. But part of it. Yeah, there is a, a certain, uh, you know, there's a certain. I don't know, rite of passage in some ways and then. Some people are more into it and some people aren't. And, and when you take away the availability of stuff like that, um, I think that's where you're doing everybody a disservice because now you're – the more you make things shameful, I think the more you hurt culture because then you you homogenize and you, you know, yeah. funnel into being – you know, the reality is everybody wants to have a life, right? Now, what that life consists of – you know, everybody has to, you know, we've got a, a, a financial system in place that no one can escape, unfortunately. And so then everybody makes their decisions based on that. But to have these things be all shameful and everything, it, it I think that drives to um, uh, people into worse things a lot of times. You know, right. We well, it's like exposure therapy. Yeah. To an extent. Right. Like. I know it sounds crazy, but something about I heard some weird thing about like peanuts. If you don't expose a child to peanuts by a certain age and it's like right, two then, or three, mm-hmm. then good luck. It's done. You're done. Right, they, you, may, you, they may be allergic to them. then. Right. Yeah. And I and I read something. I, I do audiobooks a lot. And there's Jonathan Heights coddling the American mind. And he's like he was talking about being at the PTA meeting or something. And they're like, OK, we're going to ban peanuts. And I'm like, well, why? You're like, well, people have peanut allergies. You go, do any of our children have peanut allergies? And it turns out none of them did. Right. And yeah. they still wanted to ban the freaking peanuts. And you're like, why would you do that? Right. Like, I, yeah, like, I don't know. I I get it if someone would be affected by this mm-hmm. policy, but all this does is hurt you because 
it denies your ability in your body to adapt to something that it may right. you know, that normally adapt to. It is just it's very weird. odd. Yeah, yeah we're but, we're very that bubble bubble wrap society. Yeah, it, so, it, so it, we're, I think it's we're very similar age. How how was parenting? I mean, you said you had children pretty young, young at your age, young. Uh, uh, no, you. I don't know if I was young, but yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, okay, so you, you I had, had, I had kids. Like, how was that? How was that <laughs> I mean, oh no, I love, I love it. Oh, it was fantastic. I, uh, I'll be, uh, you know, honest with you, I did not think um, it was for me uh, initially. You know, I thought this, you know, this isn't going to go over well. Um, but no, it worked out. I mean, everything's worked out great, and uh, and I think um, overall, I think, I mean, overall, it's been a fantastic experience for me. Personally, I don't know. You talk to my kids, and they'll be like, "Yeah, this guy's an asshole." But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think all it the makes way you a good father. Because <laughs> you, because you might have had a little toughness in you if you, if you were. A little no, not really. I'm not that tough. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a goal, uh, and then it all happened, and I'm like, "Okay, this is cool." And cool. you know, I, I really do. Um, I think, unfortunately, you know, this gets to other subject areas, but I, even though I wasn't, um, this wasn't something that I sought out necessarily um, initially, um, you know, it, it has been great for me, but it may not be great for everybody. And I think you really got to put some thought into all that. Um, and, and I think if you, if it's not for you, you know, it, it, dip your toe somewhere a, a nephew or a, something like that some of somebody else's kids and then if you're like i don't this isn't happening for me then don't do it because i think a lot of times the kids lives uh you know if you don't pay attention to them then they, they get kind of mad at you and uh, <laughs> i think they know if they're not wanted yeah it, i think they i think lying. there's a pretty good feeling of intuition of that i gotta be honest like yeah. to think children are just dumb stupid things put in a corner no, no, not at all They're they are nothing but sponges yeah smarter than me everything. um but yeah i, I it, it's been a really good experience and so yeah i you know i think at least i think and they've either got me fooled or not that i get along really well with my kids so that's awesome um, maybe maybe they're just pandering to me and I'll wake up on my deathbed and be like, you fuckers, you're punking me. I need to change punk. my will. <laughs> Get me my lawyer. Yeah, what is going on here, you guys? <laughs> no, but it, it was, you know, it's all good. But no, That's I didn't. Really uh, I, I I was kind of, no. I'm like, no, I don't think so. No. I started <laughs> off, uh, I started off thinking I was. Like, I grew up, my parents are still together. So, like. Mm-hmm. I guess it was an ex. Uh, for me, it was like I'm gonna have the two and a half kids and the white picket fence and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I'm like, it wasn't for me. And then I actually made a decision to actively take that decision away. Oh, you just got snipped. Yeah, 34. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I didn't have any kids. Yeah, so it's really interesting because like my brother just had a boy the week that I had my vasectomy. Oh boy, he has three you. girls and a boy. So I'm like, well, whatever, we're good. I'm like mm-hmm. that. That was a sign, I guess. I don't know, whatever. So, but what it was was like at 31 is when I had considered it, but I waited for three years. Mm-hmm. 
like I really considered what the ramifications of this would be. And I was like, look, I have a feeling that at some point there's going to be one of these oopsies things or something. And I, (laughs) because I'm, I gotta be honest, like I might, I'm personally pro choice, like I'm pro choice for other people. Like I, to an extent, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know if I'm that for me. You don't want to make that choice. Right. So it's like, you know what? I'll just eliminate the choice because I don't think it's going to be for me. Right. No, so I was able to say I can't have children. Like I was able to like some, you know, if I were going on dates or something, I'd be like, oh yeah, by the way, just so you know, I can't have kids. Yeah, likely story. You just want to screw right? me out of condom. Yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> well, it's funny. I go on a date. Woman was really pushing kids and she was highly aggressive on date number two. And then called me like a day later and said she was pre- she missed her period or two days later and I'm like, uh, I had a vasectomy. Not bloody likely. My doctor. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not <laughs> bloody likely. Right. Exactly. So you knew that some some jig was up or whatever. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting that I did that and it was like literally the next like within a few release like a few other times that that was well, probably within a year or two like less. Yeah. Oh well. But yeah, no, once but... again, I actually encourage family. Like I know that family is the stability that allows like an outsider like me to be different, but I don't think I should be the culture. <laughs> like, you know, but that, sure. I know it sounds weirdly selfish. Like, like I'm allowed like rules for thee, not for me, but it's like, no, I'm kind of wired this way, but I've not, no one made me this way because they pushed me to be something I'm not. I mm-hmm. just happen to walk by the beat of my own drum. It's no, not, I think that's good. I'm not though. wearing I mean, you goth, have to be, goth. You know what I mean? You have to know what you want. You know, I mean, the. I think the. Um, I uh, I coached uh, like pee wee basketball uh, when my kids. They asked me to. I'm I'm not a uh, coach material. Let's be honest. And then uh, I don't like sports uh, per se. Um, and they, you know, asked me and, uh, and there wasn't a lot of volunteers and I said, Oh, sure. I'll do it. You know, I, I, I know basketball and, uh, uh, well enough for peewee, you know what I mean? I, I'm at the same level you guys are, so we're all good. Right. So, uh, yeah, I did that. I'm just but, taller. Yeah, yeah. I'm just taller. I'm just taller and can drive. And then, um, <laughs> but I, it was, it was really, um, a bit of a melancholy experience, I suppose, because there's so many kids that um, don't get enough attention at home. And then I was the attention. Right. Right. And, um, you know, coach, coach, coach. And then they were like all over you um, wanting you to, you know, be for there for them, You know what I mean? Which I, I was yeah. as, a, as a coach. And, but it Man, was, I, that's like breaking my on. heart just hearing your story <laughs> you know? and some were worse than others i mean there was so if you if you have a little kid that is yours right it's socially acceptable for my little kid to crawl around on me and sit on my lap while i'm talking about whatever coaching and but then they you know certain one and most of the kids understood that right and right. and they were fine with that but some of them I just assume that they were not feeling, you know, like they got enough attention because they wanted to get on my lap because they didn't understand that they can't do that. You know what I mean? It's right. not, it, it's not acceptable for this guy. It's not socially unacceptable. Right. It's not socially acceptable. <laughs> you know, and, yeah, and so I like, get it. And then I had to say, tell my kids, you know, no, so you can sit next to me, 
but you can't sit on me anymore because these other kids want to get on me because they think I'm there. They want me to be their dad because I'm here and their dad or whoever is not. And so then that was a whole situation with my children. Then as we were doing that was, you know, it's okay Uh, at home, you know, you crawl around on me, what have you. When we go out, you got to, you can sit next to me can't sit on me because like nobody can sit on me at this point because then it just it gets it gets weird you know and, yeah for um, sure i get it yeah and, i mean and those types of lessons must be hard to balance as a parent like those are the ones that are like how you know how do you even think of that in your head to start navigating that conversation well the, the ter- and it's the, about that for everything the terrible <laughs> thing is is that so many of the kids understood it and they would just sit there nicely because they didn't like i don't know who this guy is i'm not sitting on his, his lap right, that's like, true but there's stranger some that, danger yeah there's <laughs> there's others that they're just like oh i need somebody to love me and here's somebody who's them. sitting there and i want them to love me and so they want they want to get on you oh my gosh and the terrible thing was you know at the time I, as you go through this, you know, I'm, I'm not thinking uh, anything at the time. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute, this isn't right. And then, then I have to go through the whole thing. Right. So I have to go through all this. And and um, I, I coach for both my kids and they're a few years apart. So I, I, I went through it for several years. And so then, um, you know, I, and as they grew up and I've, I've watched other kids, you know, because we've been in the same area for a long time. I've watched all the other kids grow up and. And I'm like, you know, that kid who's got all his problems, that his his dad never showed up. Ever. Right? He was he was the one as as a four-year-old, five-year-old trying to get on me. Right. And now he's he's graduating from high school and he's a mess. Oh. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It, it it there is Everybody's like, oh, how could this happen? You know what? I watched it happen from afar. <laughs> and yeah. it, and I, I mean, I could just, if you like, you know, if we were just to walk through the high school, I could go trouble, trouble, nice, trouble, trouble. <laughs> I mean, right. like, you, yeah, you pretty much could. Yeah. And these were all, all kids who were not even in kindergarten whenever I first interacted with them. And and I would come home, you know, and I'd talk to my wife and I'd be like, oh, God, this kid, you know, Charlie, he's going to be. Oh. He's gonna be a son of a bitch. Oh, it's so heartbreaking because I, I totally <laughs> understand it. You know, and it's uh, sad. It, it's not. And the thing is, you don't. I, I was probably because I mean, there's only so many people who can coach, and there's more kids on the team than there are needs for coaches. Right? You don't have right, to be for sure. You don't have to do more than the minimum, right? But you got to do right. the minimum. And that's what I don't think people get um, if they're uh, I, I don't think they get it. it doesn't matter if they're young or old or whatever, you know, at at six o'clock when it's basketball practice, if you can't stand around for 45 minutes for a little kid, you know, and you're off somewhere else, why you have the kid Yeah, having a beer? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't even matter. I know. I'm just saying it's like, it's tough. Like, that's the thing is like, I'll get, I get it. It's like, if you take on the responsibility to be that, then be that. Yeah. And it's not even that hard. I mean, you just have to hang out for a little while and then you can go home and do whatever you want most of the time. Cause once they're at home, it, 
so it's there's a weird competition with children in in the wild as it were when they're out in public because they want to be recognized right just like anybody does just and, like anybody and they don't understand yet that there's a that social line yet they yeah, don't, or they're yeah. or they're experimenting with where that line is right yeah they don't know they don't understand it they're they're and all they want to do is be you know in our case dribbling the ball and turn around and there's mom or dad, right? Cheering. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's why I always, uh, uh, one of my things, I have, my kids make fun of me constantly because I love to come up with these little uh, sayings, uh, life lesson sayings for them. <laughs> and I'm like, everybody needs a cheerleader. Everybody does. Yep. It, it doesn't matter what age you are or who you are or you know anything. You can be a grandpa, you want to have a cheerleader. Because that's, you want to have that feedback that says, I'm worth knowing. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had people on a podcast where they'll tell me something like, that is so awesome that you do that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, what, what do you think if I go, oh, that's absolutely ridiculous, but I love that you do it. Like, yeah. It has nothing. I don't need to believe in what you believe in to believe in you. Right. Like, right, exactly. Let me, let me just be there for you. Like exactly. you go, you go do your thing. I'll encourage you to be you. I'll disagree if you ask me, but until that point, I, I'm happy to encourage you. It's just, it, it makes everybody, everybody needs it. I mean, you know, everybody thinks yeah. they don't, but the reality is no matter where you go through in life, you're always going to feel better uh, if that's happening. And that's all these kids need. They don't need somebody to, to, to be to do all, you know, all the money and everything. They just need somebody to be sitting there. So when they turn around, they know that they're there. And so many of them, they need a hug every once in a while. And they need a couple words of encouragement. They need to be like known that they're there. Yeah. It's, it's not even, I mean, it's not really that hard. And, and I think sometimes, um, well, we're really getting really deep here. We think sometimes people really, they think they got to shame these people. It's like, no, you, it, they don't, I don't think people understand where the minimum is. Right. And it's just, you just got to do the minimum. It, it, to be honest with you, it's just like work. If you want to have a job for your rest of your life, do the minimum. And guess what? You probably won't get fired. Right. Right. And the same thing. With yeah. The- you will, you will be not recognized, but you will not get fired. You are going to exactly. stay there for sure. Yeah. And that's all you need to do as a parent, do the minimum. And, you know, so many of them were just dropped off and then, oh, I got a free hour, you know, uh, you know. Right. Like, like teachers are babysitters. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Man. Right. Come so, on. but uh, I mean, they're barely educators, but like babysitters <laughs> on top of it. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. And so, yeah, I, it, you I know. say that in jest because uh, the love of my life is a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have the hard job. Oh gosh, she she uh, does special special edu- education, and we've been together over five years, mm-hmm. and none, neither of us are have children or want children of our own, but we see the amazingness in children. Yeah, like she'll come home and she'll be like, "Okay, uh, I brought this vegetable in," and they all looked at me, and one of them goes, "What's that white broccoli?" <laughs> and I'm like, I know exactly what that is. I don't need to, like, right. How <laughs> smart of a child, like this is a, spe- like a communication delay child mm-hmm. who can communicate 
to me what that is without me. I, I wasn't even in the room. Right. Exactly. She'll, she'll text me like white, white broccoli. I'm like cauliflower. And then oh. she goes, baby lettuce. Oh boy. Uh, Brussels sprouts. Yeah. They boom. Right. Two for two. Yeah. Like how, like seeing that in a child to me is amazing. Watching how they can connect something they know to something they don't know. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the, the beauty, beauty of, of it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and we we sit there and we slap the damn thing out of their hand as they're working it. <laughs> right. Like, what are we? What are you doing? Like, let him finish his. Let him finish the thing. Yeah. No, exactly. It is frustrating. And it's funny because, like, I'm not a parent. I'm like frustrated for parents. Like, I'm frustrated that children aren't getting the recognition. But I know that I would be concerned that I wouldn't be able to give that either. You know. <laughs> like. So well, it, it it I mean it can be tough at times. It's not all you know peaches and cream, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's been my experience. Is and I think it's you have to have a certain amount of patience uh, for that. And and uh, the funny thing, I always joke with my wife because uh, I'm like I'm I'm always the more patient uh, was always the more patient parents. And I, I was talking to them. Uh, they're older now. I've already grown up uh, pretty much. And uh, I'm like, you remember I used to take you to the park all the time? And they're like, oh, yeah, we love to go to park. I go, yeah, because your mom was tired of your ass and you were <laughs> making her – she wanted to kill you. And she'd be like, uh, can you take him Get to the them park? away. And i go, okay, I'll take him to the park. And I'd take him out and run around and, and what have you. And then we would come back and she would be okay, right? Because her right. – my levels of patience for um, – the nonsense of, you know, uh, uh, you know, playing and yelling and running around and everything was, was way up there compared to hers. And so it's like, okay, they need to go to the park. You're taking right. them. Okay. <laughs> and so the, but then yeah. they had, the thing was rather than, than, you know, yelling and carrying on, uh, Adam and making them try to settle down, which they weren't going to do. Um, now they at least, I think, have some fond memory of going to the park. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, it just, and they have to burn the energy. Man. Little yeah, Young boys have, have yeah. to burn the energy. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, there's a slight crisis in this country of young men who <laughs> don't have direction right now. Right. They don't have to burn their energy off. Every, but, every bad civilization burns to the ground when young men are <laughs> trying nothing to do. Right. Like, Literally, like bad stuff just happens. It just well, yeah, you get just, bored. You got to do something. Come on, right? And and men need look. There's this to, the toxic masculinity thing. Look, I get it. Assault on women? Yeah, no, <laughs> thank you. Like rape? No, <laughs> okay. But like a man being a boy or a boy being a boy and like running around? Right. Yeah, I think you should allow that. You know, well, I always uh, another. This is my I'm talking to my old guy here. Yeah. Talk to the we used to play chew the bark off the tree, and there weren't any winners. We were all losers. Yeah, we're all losers. I, in my I'm day. always okay. mad because, um, like, um, uh, not too long ago, I guess it was probably about two years ago, but anyway, my kids were out uh, running around at night, uh, uh and um. It was, I mean, it wasn't late. It wasn't midnight or anything. It was probably 11 o'clock or something. Anyway, they were, they went by uh, a bank and they thought they saw a cat. And they pulled into the bank and were trying to get this cat 
to uh, get in the, come to them because it seemed like a stray cat. They were going to try to be nice and help out the cat. And the cops uh, came up and started hassling them. What are you doing in here? What are you doing in the parking lot? They're like, well, we're trying to find this cat. It was running around, you know, we're trying to, you know, find, take it to someplace where it can get some food or something. They're like, there's no cat, is there? What are you doing here? You're by the ATM, you know, take their license, run their license, give them a bunch of crap, right? And scaring them. And then finally, there was no, nothing was happening. And they finally let him go. And I'm like, what the hell? I mean, yes, they're in a bank parking lot. They give a very plot. They're they're not, you know, they don't they don't look like anything menacing, you know. <laughs> they're right. just a couple of kids. And yeah, I mean, like I'd be like, hey, kids, get out of here. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You say the bank really doesn't want to have people parking here. Okay, you're looking for the cat. He ran off. You know, you guys probably had to move along. That was as simple as it needed to be. Right. Right. But maybe it's quote a week or something. I don't know, but they but they treat like, him like that. Yeah. And, you know, there's a culture inside that. And I know a lot of people who are law enforcement and I can't imagine that job. No, you're going to get killed every time you turn around. But I yeah, everything now is a potential. Is potential death. But when I was a kid, I mean, we would do way worse. I mean, I don't know how many times I got alcohol taken away from me underage. They find you. They look at you. They're like, "Okay, he's not drunk yet. We're just going to take all this. Right. And, and scare We're breaking the up the party. Send, send you home. you yeah. guys got to walk home. Yeah. yeah there, but there was no, it, it was all kind of cool. You know what I mean? It's all yeah. like, you guys know you're not supposed to be doing this. No, you don't want me to yeah. call your parents, do you? No, no. <laughs> How the heck did we get here? And I'm totally fine with it. But it's like, like the show should be called Tangents. I swear to God. Because it's like, <laughs> man, we just like are running the gamut. And I'm totally cool with it. It's not a complaint. It's just like, we're talking about underage. Where did underage drinking and oh, cops get the hassle and your kids being at the ATM machine? I, but I, I just think that there needs to be more. I mean, I understand that on the one side, being a cop or whatever is a really tough job. Um, right. And and you can get into predicaments that are life threatening. Um, but I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's not. The percentages are so slim where I'm at currently that it's not the way to handle it. You know what I mean? You can't and handle probably de-escalation across. from the from the get go might prevent that from escalating to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then I mean, imagine yeah. I'm like, imagine the cop giving you like your your son, like a little push shove on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, just something weird. Like, hey, what are you doing here, kid? And then he's got something, behind, you know, in his back back waistband or something. Right. Yeah. Know, it's, right. Like, and, and I don't want either one to happen. But I think that there needs to. No, be no, you don't want anyone. Little, yeah, you don't want any of that. A little more, a little more understanding, and a little more. The thing about, I think, maybe when we were younger, was there was kind of a coolness, right? If the cop was cool, then I mean. And you you knew when you were stepping over the line, and you knew when you were caught. I right. think most most people in that, and I think there was a personal accountability to it back then too. Like we knew that we were screw ups. We weren't a victim when we were the ones drinking. Right. Exactly. Like I somehow we could justify it now. It's like, but my mom and dad yell at each other all day, so I'm coping. <laughs> well, that doesn't make it okay. Right. That's that's like, not the reason that you're makes doing underage this, drinking. Okay. Like, I mean. 
I think that's part of it too, right? It's almost like the excusing of it in, in a lot oh, of yeah. ways. Well, and then if you want to get into the whole European model, underage drinking is is not an, an issue. If everybody it's not even a taboo, it, right? It's not a taboo. And I'm come from a German family that wasn't, you know, it was a thing. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, if you if you learn about alcohol as you grow up, you're better off than learning about alcohol when you grow up. Right, and it's funny because you've got your European, and then you've got your Eastern European, like Russia, where you just grow mm. up drinking. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's all you do. So it's like a totally different thing where it's like you're yeah. born with a vodka bottle in your hand and it it's is. like part of the culture. You know, it's yeah, like what it cigarettes is. were at some point. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, cigarettes still are in some parts of the uh, world. Yeah. Oh, in some parts for sure. That's probably even more like Europe. It's like yeah. al- vodka is to Russia what cigarettes are to Europe still probably. Right. Right? It's Italy exactly. or something. Oh, yeah. Well, France for sure. The uh, So we've been, we've been down this country. rabbit hole for two hours, Bob, and I'm... I'm good to go and I can continue. It's up to you. Uh, you <laughs> well, well, you've got work, I'm sure, and all this stuff, but I, yeah. I'm enjoying the well, conversation. We'll, we'll wrap up here soon. I forgot what my last uh, relevant question was. I don't know. Think of a new question for me. Oh, boy. Well, we can. We, so, we've been riffing here for you, about you, 35 You've gone minutes. through this. Of, of, all the, of all the guests you've had, you've had a couple. Who, yeah. Is there one besides this, the last one you mentioned, the, the Bitcoin guy? Is there anyone else that, that stands out to you? That you oh, that yeah. You can... yeah. The, the, the crazy thing is, get back to that. The crazy thing is we had more guests before podcasting was invented than we've had since podcasting was invented. Um, so, um, yeah. So uh, Scott Baker was a guest and he at the time he was um, – on a new venture because he was uh, with a thing called streamingmedia.com, which at the time was like cutting edge stuff. And um, he had us on, (laughs) this is another weird uh, story, but he had us on a show. I was on a show uh, along with Miles and the CEO from Live 365. I remember Live 365. Back in the day, this would be about 2000-ish, 2001. Um, we were on the show together. It was supposed to be a third person from a from a um, community type station out in San Francisco. I think it was called WPIG or W something or other. Anyway, he didn't show up, so it was just me and Miles and the CEO of Live Three Hundred and Sixty Five. So you're talking about uh, a, a venture capitalist project <laughs> with a lot of money at the time, right? I mean, this was right. when, they were, when they were starting out, so they had millions. And these two idiots, um, because I happened to meet uh, Scott Baker, who told me I was on iTunes. And um, <laughs> he, he was doing a little show for streamingmedia.com. And he what, he's like, hey, you want to be a guest on this show? I said, sure. And uh, not thinking about it, you know. And, um, and so the, the hilarious thing was, at the time, my daughter was a toddler. And I had to, I was, had to take care of her after work for a while because of the schedules. And so I'm trying to do this serious talk show with this guy. (laughs) I got a toddler walking all (laughs) around me, making noise. And and so I had to, uh, uh, this is when you still had regular, uh, I had wireless uh, phone, cordless phone, right? And so I I could mute. And so I'd be muting myself whenever she, because she'd get up in my face and would be playing with my face and talking to me. And I didn't want to, shusher or anything and so then i would mute and then they'd ask a question i'd come on and be like i'm talking and then this kid's going blah, 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 blah. um i'm sure the guy really loved it but um yeah he was such a serious guy uh i'm sure he oh, was like funny. how the hell am i doing this 
And then Miles was hardly saying two words because we were talking technical stuff and he didn't know. Like, I don't right. know. What that is. And um, but anyway, it was a fun kind of thing. And it's a really interesting juxtaposition at that time of how things were, you know, it was kind of the haves and have nots, yeah. um, which I thought was funny. But then uh, afterwards, then we did a show about that because uh, it was a weird situation. And Miles was like, you took over the guy's show. You kept asking every, the CEO all these questions. <laughs> and I'm like, I wasn't doing that. What are you talking about? And uh, I, I don't know. I guess I was. But it was yeah, just but you were like, curious. That's a beautiful oh, yeah, thing. Curious guy, yeah. But uh, that was fun. It's funny. I've, then, been, I've been on the other side of the mic, like with you, for example, when we flip flop. But it's like I've done that where I find myself asking the questions because yeah, I find I myself more normal. curious about. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I do it in real yeah. life. I don't care. I'm like, if I'm right, like, exactly. It's like <laughs> I, I, I almost like the show's all about like think about I'm sitting in the middle of a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. You do not know who I am, mm-hmm. but someone outside told you if you walk to the middle and sit down in this thing and just dump your soul, right? You will not be judged, and you'll walk away clean and like refreshed. That's oh, how I to like open and be just comfortable talking to me i'm the understanding stranger um yeah the uh but i mean that was just hilarious the um i can imagine though that being like geek talking yeah the guy was uh the guy was weird miles got put off from this guy because he he thought and i didn't even think about it at the time of the interview because the ceo guy was going well we don't have any hate talk or anything on live 365 and Miles took it that we were the hate talkers. Right. And I'm like, we're not the hate talk. What are you? Why yeah, did you, you typecast us as hate talk? Right. Well, that's, he, that's unfortunate he, too. He kind of had a weird, uh, I mean, he was very aggressive, right? Person. Uh, right. And, and he took it that way. And I'm oblivious. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. Hey, by the way, how much does it cost to run all those servers? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but uh, he got how many hamster wheels are running at this moment? <laughs> So that was that was like the first incarnation of Live 365, which I think is still going on, to be honest with you. Um, in some way, it shape still sounds form. familiar to me. I remember Live 365. Yeah. I remember the, all the early stuff. And it was big. I remember yeah. the 90s when it, you know, 90 and then 2000s where it got swallowed up. And then, you know, mm-hmm. how just yeah, everything gets, goes round and round. Um, I got up one time at like 3.30 in the morning to talk to a guy from England uh, about uh, doing uh, audio on the internet from a defunct magazine. Uh, they were a multimedia magazine called now.com and okay. out of London. And um, uh, somehow he found the show. This would be again, like 2000 ish um, and uh, contacted uh, us. This time it was just me. And I talked to this guy it was the most fascinating. I got up three 30 and, and went uh, downstairs at the time and got on the phone and did a phone interview with this guy from London. And uh, it was the most, I thought to me, it was the most fun and most bizarre thing at the time. I'm like, wow, this is so fun. I'm talking to this guy from England. And then, you know, now it's not that big a deal, but back then it was like a whole, you know, thing. And and they did a long distance call charges, didn't you? Uh, He called me. So, Okay, so I, but I'm I, saying yeah. like there, I think that still was a thing. So yeah. Oh yeah, sure. probably. I, I'm sure I paid something. They always pay something, yeah. right? And um, so yeah, I did that thing, and then it was like uh, I tried to. I couldn't be too loud because my kid was sleeping, my wife was sleeping, 
And then um, uh, we got done and it was like, you know, five o'clock in the morning or something. Nobody's awake. And I just had to sit there and wait for everybody to wake up because I was buzzing. You know, this was like yeah. a very exciting thing. And yeah. uh, it was weird. And then it came out, you know, it was on uh, the Internet. And I'm like, wow, that's so interesting. Again, lost. But uh, <laughs> I know, the, you know, it's so cool. It, it, it was fun at the time. But nowadays, I mean, I've I talked to. Uh, I've been on other shows in, in overseas in Australia and Canada, everywhere. I mean, via this kind of stuff, you know, and it's no big deal. And everybody does it every day. It's not a big thing. But, you know, back in those days, it was uh, it, it was something else. Um, I would say uh, I've got a couple more uh, highlights, I suppose, guest highlights. Yeah. Um, sure. So I always joke that we worked our way up. So, you know, we we. We did uh, uh, this thing for streaming media, which was online only. You know, I talked to Hargrave. He was online. Um, and then I finally got uh, – I actually took a step up and then back. Um, I made contact with Will Wheaton, who was from Star Trek oh, fame. friend. Uh, <laughs> I just his audio book not that long ago. It, it, and unfortunately, it never totally happened. But uh, I think we so, could – the three of us could figure out something. <laughs> another so deal, alliteration child the deal was um he was at the time was not on star trek anymore he was kind of faded into the background but he, he was, was out, yeah that that was his downtime yes I yeah that to those times. he was writing a blog and i was reading it quite regularly and yep. i will wheaton.net wasn't it right will wheaton.net exactly i think it's dot net not dot com i remember yeah correct yeah and i think it's still going uh actually still i think going. it is and so he hadn't written his first book at this point. He was just writing the blog. And I interacted with him and uh, finally said, hey, would you love, like to, could you come on and do a little phone interview? And he was up for it. Now, here's my big mistake. So at the time, I included Miles in all these emails. And he would generally not ever pipe in. But for some reason, I guess because it was Will Wheaton, and he knew who he was as opposed to all these other people that, that you know, I talked to. That he had no idea who they were. He decides oh, no. to pipe in and he asks, he goes to Will Wheaton, hey, I heard you're going to do an interview with us. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, let me ask you a question. And he says, Will Wheaton, in oh. Stand By Me, which one of you guys had the biggest unit? In the uh. email. And guess what? Will Wheaton would not talk to me anymore. <laughs> he got so angry, which I don't blame him. I can. Will Wheaton was this weird in that moment of his life from what the chronology of his story is. I can imagine how awful he would have yeah, been was, to about it. And like, I can imagine how he would have felt about it. Yeah. And so Miles, he was trying to be funny he's trying to be funny he's trying to be cute i get it yeah right. totally. It, but it, like he didn't it didn't come across that way yeah well the sympathy is like did you, you didn't put yourself in a struggling actor's shoes who hasn't gotten a job and that was even pre that was right he you're trying to talk to him after the last thing he did you're trying right. to get him for like the first thing he did right that doesn't work because you're no. talking about typecasting him back to back to the beginning it's like right no. exactly yeah it's like and it's so, actually humiliating for someone it was like a that. horrible yeah. question and i was so mad at him but what do you and then do? again i also get 
the ignorance that Miles had. And when I say ignorance, I do not mean it with disrespect. Is like he, I don't think he understood the ramifications no. of that question in no. the context that it was. No, not at all. Because right. he, he, you know, well, we it, need to fix that. Like we need to repair that. Because like <laughs> I, I think that would be a fun conversation. Well, now obviously he's had much more success, and it, it, it's he's not in that weird phase between child actor and adult actor. And even though he was really more of an adult after Star Trek anyway, but, um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, this was, that's what happened with it. So that I just, you know, wrote that off and actually we there's a whole show about me berating him for doing that. But, um, so then I'm like, okay. Yeah. And there's, (laughs) there's a bit of constructive criticism for him too. He's like a victim of his parents. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I could, yeah, I could take that route. I could totally Mm -hmm. take that route and I never have. Yeah. I can promise you I never have. And I could, I'm happy to share with you, but like, you notice we talk about stuff. I haven't brought stuff up because it's like, it's not, it's not what it, this is about. This is about other stuff, but like, Oh yeah. He did become like, he talks about like divorcing his parents and like how he was like, right, yeah. victim about the gas. And it's like, I get it too, but dude, you're a boy, you're a man now too. Like I, and I understand there's trauma. Like I, I under, I get both sides of it. So like mm-hmm. I try to empathize, but it's like, at what line is it to, is the line like enough already? Like where well, are we I think line? he went, I mean, he wanted to, to act and then he did, and then he didn't want to for a while, but he was kind of forced into it a bit because he earned so much yeah. money. Yeah. 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 And, and don't get me wrong. I know what his parents did. I know yeah. the exact gaslighting. And I, I, mm-hmm. I listened to that book. I think is it was the, it was the remake of his book. Cause it added like another 20 hours. It was like 40 oh, yeah. hours or something. So, so he shortly so, after I'm this happy week when he wrote his first book. So yeah, right, mm-hmm. right. It was a reflection. I think it was like the yeah. ten year anniversary or something. So, uh, yeah, the, with the annotations, wow. right? Basically, yeah. So, yeah, really interesting. Was, and I, I admire the guy. I'm just saying, like, I was, I thought oh, recently yeah. the way he spoke out, it's like not everyone's exactly like that was. Right. Yeah. Although, well, you can argue that they had elements of that or something. My thing for him was the. I mean, he was doing again, all, all my things in the early times, especially were driven by the fact that he was doing something that I thought was really cool because it was so out front. I yeah. mean, there were blogs. Well, that's the thing is yes, you approached blogger, him from but, a yeah. very, from his, from his perspective mm-hmm. and Miles approached right, him from Miles, he, well, he does, the human perspective there, right? that everyone approaches <laughs> Will Wheaton from. Right. Exactly. I, like, and, and once yeah. again, it's like, yeah, we know, like, I don't think he would do that again, nor I don't think he would, I don't think he'd do that to someone else. I think he'd realize that now, maybe, maybe right. he wouldn't, but nah, who I knows? would hope so. But you know, it that's was, what was inappropriate <laughs> no matter what. And, uh, right. uh, and yeah, so that didn't happen, but, um, the, well, that's unfortunate. Probably the, yeah, sorry. probably the, and you wouldn't even know this person, but we got, uh, to talk to a guy named Martin Sargent. Um, I, I was really into watching tech TV uh, at the time okay. and yeah. um, uh, all the shows. And so he was on tech TV. He had a new show called unscrewed, which was their late night talk show. And, oh, okay. um, and so I did get through to him. Amazingly, somehow I got through to him and we did an interview and uh, he knew Will Wheaton because Will Wheaton was on tech TV quite a bit back in those days. Oh yes. He and was. I, told him, yeah. I told him the story and he was like, you guys are assholes, but uh, it's all recorded out there. But uh, he did talk to us. And so that was probably as, far as a, a mainstream at the time obviously no one probably remembers who poor martin is now he was a really cool guy um at the time was you know that was 
pay cable, you know, that was, uh, that was somebody. And so um, that, but that all again, all before podcasting was a thing. And, um, and so, yeah, that was kind of that. And then we just kind of, uh, I think what happened was my kids were getting older and then I have other responsibilities. And so tracking all this stuff down became too much to do. Um, because as you know, trying, because you've gotten some, you know, good gets that there's work in that, right? So there's work to get people to agree and, and you may have to go back and forth with them several times and, and, you know, arranging things and all this kind of stuff. And you kind of have to be uh, persistent. Um, and it can take be some persistent time. and flexible and very yeah. understanding and patient because like you have to realize and humble cause you're a nobody. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that someone's giving you any time Mm -hmm. you best be darn happy and humble and gracious that they're giving you that time. And when they change on you last minute, it sucks. And you have every right to feel angry, Mm -hmm. feel angry, but don't let that affect the relationship. You want to, you still want to have months and you just got to, there's a greater good, there's a greater good to get. And I think everybody gets hot head about stuff. Well, you don't like it. Fine. Screw you. I'm out. Yeah. It happens and you can't be, you can't let it get to you. You just got to say, okay, I'm at one. I'm at one right now. I've got a, a major guy who I had, who gave me an hour of his time. Who was so gracious mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get him in a debate with the former UN U S ambassador to Russia during Obama. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've got the assistant and I got the guy through LinkedIn. I'm like, I bet he wouldn't. I'm like, I bet he wouldn't debate this guy. Cause he wouldn't have the courage. And the guy's like, <laughs> He goes, I don't even know who that guy is. I go, okay, well, let me work on this because I'd love that. And I go, I'll even go on the podcast. And before we even start, I'll say, I said that you didn't have the courage, but I was 100% (laughs) wrong. And like, I'm like, I start with humility. I'm like, I will start hat in hand, but Mm -hmm. then let's do this. But the guy's pushed it back two quarters already. And I'm like, come on. And now, now I message like first of the year and now it's been two weeks. I just followed up both, both emails were ghosted and it's like, Mm. Yeah. Come on. Man. But you put a lot of time into that kind of stuff and it's just tough. Yeah. So But it is a persistence. It's like I'm not gonna stop because like that if I can get that conversation about Ukraine mm-hmm. with the two people that I'm talking about getting, oh it's yeah. Like it would That's be something. and it's like I don't care that it's me. I do not care that it's I care that someone got it. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? No, like, yeah, that's the fun of it, though. That's part of the yeah, deal, for nothing right? else other than like I want some. I want it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That so anyway, but man, it's so awesome that you've done this for 20, 25 years. Congratulations. Yeah, I've been pretty lazy though. So I mean, these you <laughs> got the highlights for this little uh, shindig, but yeah, most of the time it's just you know the regular. So. Yeah, but you know what? Those stories are, you find yourself like, and especially when you're simpatico and you start laughing. Like you, <laughs> I'm sure you've had that where you just can't. Oh stop. yeah. Oh my gosh. So. It gets to be, it gets to be too much sometimes. I don't know. It's really silly. I love the silly. I love the the, you know, kind of kookiness and the silliness and the uh, going out to the edge and and seeing where you end up. That's the kind of stuff. Well, I love that you kind of get to do like exercise. It's like once a week you get to purge, you get to tap into this part of you that that's not always tapped into. Right. Cause being a father, being a husband, those things 
being a being a, you know your job the your career person those things all take different skill sets and like you yeah. hate to see this part of you atrophy you know oh yeah oh gosh yeah and i yeah i love uh you know i, I maybe i don't think i've demonstrated it overly too much on this but i mean i love to be quippy and just kind of on my toes and and uh throw things off there and silly yeah, well i've always found it to be that because so. in the short in the few conversations we had not sure they've all been excellent but like and well like long but in a good way but uh in those few conversations we've had we've literally been able to talk almost about every subject where we haven't been like yeah i know nothing about that <laughs> it's either been well, i know a little bit about that tell me more subject, let me catch so. up to you or oh yeah we can talk about that let me share some something with you about it you know i, I always say if, if nothing else uh our show is relatable on some way okay. in some way shape or form we're relatable either through i love pop culture it's pop culture references or through you know uh just living your life and and running into problems you know I, i'm not re- i'm probably not uh, super relatable to a uh, crack addict who's on the floor of a bathroom in a dive bar somewhere, but uh, you know, maybe to I don't know many people who are relatable. It's more, uh, how about fentanyl? How about fentanyl people? Yeah, fentanyl, we'll get up to date. Yeah, fentanyl. Oh, I got my fentanyl shots. I got my fentanyl and I'm, you know, tripping out. And... Got my Narcan on me, so we're good to go. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got my I, I went and got my my Narcan so I could do my fentanyl. <laughs> so that oh, way man. I don't you know overdose because you know it's very fast <laughs> acting. That, that Narcan is very fast acting. So that's what uh, I hear. Yeah, fentanyl's pretty fast acting too. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's all quick. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean that's uh, again. This is kind of gallows humor, uh, you know. This is where the over sincerity. Oh my gosh, these poor people! They can't <laughs> help it. It's a yeah, hundred thousand deaths you've had this year, and oh, they were all innocent. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm not saying they. Nobody's saying they're not innocent. I'm just saying that you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean. Yeah, in a, in a weird, it's, sad way, <laughs> it is. You're like, man. I mean, well, yeah, it's sad. Nobody's, nobody's I've, you know, what, it's funny. Well, we we were talking about the the police thing, right? Mm-hmm. I watched like that live PD show before it went off and then came back on because BLM <laughs> shut it down for a bit. Yeah. But like, I'd say seventy five percent of those interactions are like pretty cool cops. To your point, like, hey man, what are oh, you doing? Good. Are you sure you're cool? Here. You're right. You know, like, and you watch that and you're like, okay, because it kind of humanizes it. But then you yeah. do have the ones where, like, that camera does, I think, does affect their actions, though, too, in a way that they don't get to do their job fully either. You know what I mean? It's, like, weird. Sure. Well, they're gonna It's, like, a fine line, guys. though, because the body cam should be on, but they don't need to know it's on. You know, like, it doesn't right. need to have a big green light or something. It just, right. <laughs> you know, like, it almost needs to be, like, where they don't even, you know, they don't even know where it's at. Like, it's on them, but they don't even know. Right, yeah, hidden. I don't know. It'd be some Cop, interesting cops thing. hidden camera. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, don't know. I, interesting. That way, but... I don't know. But yeah, you, I but mean, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I, I was going to joke. Basically, nobody in their yearbook says, I want to be a drug addict and I want to die in a ditch. <laughs> right. Right. I want to be a, I want to drive all the way out to L.A. Mm-hmm. I want to do a couple adult movies, fall <laughs> and then get caught up in the drugs and have right. my teeth fall out. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna model yeah for a calendar 
<laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> that's not you know that's not the the thing. so anyway. That's why I always get well. You know, I don't think these people really. No one's saying these people want to be here. They don't want to be. Yeah. But yeah, you know, they're here. In, in right. This and and addiction is a real thing because. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you hear stories of shelters being empty and you're like, why are they empty? And it's like, well, we don't let people do drugs here. Right. So they'll rather be outside and do the drugs than be sheltered and not do the drugs. Right. And you're like, okay, so Uh, what do you do with that? That's (laughs) the cop's problem. That's the, where where has homeless shelter? How do we, like, how, yeah, like, and then talking about it's like, are we against or for it? Like, no, we're not here to arrest anyone. Like, we're trying to be like, what is the problem? How do we fix that problem? Yeah. No, you're right. That's the, that is messed People up. People go to like a binary. It's always binary though. It's like, if you talk against it, then you're some authoritarian police prick. And then if you talk for it, you're some hippie drug addict. It's like, there's a nuance there. People. <laughs> like, there's like a, a lane in the middle between mm-hmm. the, well, if you're going to help people, you got to you got to help them. You can't just say, well, because you're doing that, you can't be helped. Um, right. if, if you really want to help people. with, But drug they have problems, to help one it too. And I mean, it's like one of those, you know. Oh, yeah. But again, you just you gave the perfect example of an interview, right? They're going to come. They're going to say, I want to do this. And then they're not going to do it. And they're going to right. do that again and again and again until they finally do. Right. And if you're not there to open the door, yeah, it's never going to happen. Am I right? Right. That's so a true. That's a it, true. St- and to your point, it, persistence. I mean, you do have to sh- let your care show, right? Right. You've got to say, okay, fine, go back out in the world and screw yourself up. But if you don't feel like not doing it anymore, come back. You know, yeah. it because if you're not there to answer the whatever the text or the email for the interview, you're not going to get it. Well, they're never going to get better if you're not there to be there when they're ready to get better. So yeah, it's all the same. I don't know why it's so simple. I don't know why people don't understand it. You know what I mean? I can see not wanting to put up with it because it's bullshit and you don't want the bullshit, right? It's their bullshit that you're going to have to take. From a person. Yeah. Well, from a personal perspective, I think I, I am of the opinion that you give it, a number of efforts mm-hmm. and at some point the it becomes an anchor versus the thing that can pull you down with the your other loved ones yeah but uh, we're not talking yeah. about uh, letting them pull you down because you know right what's going to happen it, 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 it's a real simple right equation. you're talking we're talking something a little bit different i think yeah, yeah to your point yeah there, there, i mean if you're i would i'm talking about actually the the care facility facility not your mom and dad and your brother and sister or your friends or whatever right yeah they, you're, they, you're they close, need to they need to draw a line but the care facility yeah. should never draw a line oh no that, certainly not a, no especially they should be yeah. absolutely objective about all of it yeah. right exactly because it's Excellent. a simple equation they're either going to live and come back or they're going to not live and come back and not going to come back right. you know what i mean so right. i mean we're we're talking the the, the grim unfunny aspect of it is is you know people get in a downward spiral and then they die i mean that's just the way 
And, and yeah, we want those facilities to be there. We don't want people running the facility that says, oh, no, you can't be here because you're a drug addict. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we and, don't want well, that. I thought you I were a I drug addict facility. I think I made it a little more familial and personal. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, now we're getting deep and it's serious again. Holy shit. Hey, you know, let's, well, we end on a good note with hope. So we end on this. It's, there you go. Take care of people. We should always have that opening to at least listen and acknowledge that people exist. Yeah. Uh, I, I, how about this? Let's let's end on two inspirationals. I'll I'll end on my story, and then you can end on an awesome story. We'll call okay. it a day about that. Oh part. boy, I got so, an awesome story. Uh, I'm in Arizona, Phoenix. It's a little warmer, so we have a lot of uh, homeless people walking around. A lot of people mm-hmm. at bus stops, or whatever. I'm at the gas station putting gas in my car. Gentleman walks up to me, goes, "Excuse me." He starts telling me his story. Mm-hmm. I make eye contact with him. I listen to him. I nod. At the end of it, I say, "I'm sorry. I don't. I only have this card. I don't have any money." You know, unfortunately, I don't have anything. I, you know, he goes, he says, okay, thanks. He walks away. He stops. He turns around. He goes, hey, thanks for listening to me. And then he oh, walks. Nice. Yeah. And it was like, I'm like, the guy wanted, the guy engaged me. Why, what am I going to like shun him? I don't, it's <laughs> like, I don't even well, understand that he had, that that was a thing. Right. Makes me kind of sad. You know what I mean? Like that that needed to be acknowledged. No, well, that was actually, I mean, it was nice of him and it was nice right. of you. And so really right. it was. But I mean, like was, that that's even needs to be acknowledged. We should all be yeah. able to, to look someone in the eye and say, I, I sure, you know, I'll, tell me your story and I'll listen to you at least, or at least know you're here. Yeah. Acknowledge your presence. So, And it kind of comes to what you're talking about with the kids. Like they just want to be seen. Right. So. Yeah. Everybody just wants. That's our callback. You, so you don't call, have to call it agree a with everybody. Share yeah. all your all your socials, all your good stuff, Bob. Thank you so oh, much for this yeah. conversation, man. It's been awesome. I hope we get to do. We talked about maybe doing like a roundtable of some sort. I think that would be a lot sure. of fun. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like I said, we'll we'll keep in touch. But hope maybe Adam will get back to that email tomorrow, and I forward <laughs> it so you can read it and laugh. Yeah, I don't know. He's you know he's made a lot of money between now and then. So uh, yeah, then and now. So <laughs> <laughs> who knows. But thanks for having me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's a uh, it's a wild ride, and uh, it's still going on. So everybody, just uh, hang on to your hat, I guess. Cool. Bob Lament from Static Radio, sir. Thank you so much. I know you can't lift your arms. Uh, I'm gonna hit stop here, but uh, thank you again. Staticradio.com, correct? Is that where we can find all your stuff? Oh yeah, you can find me there, and then Static Radio on any of the socials, really. On the socials, perfect. And I think we follow each other on X and some other stuff. So yeah, cool. Bob, thank you so much for the time. I'm really great, great, grateful. And uh, one of the first 50 podcasts, I can only imagine maybe I maybe 10 of them possibly still existing. Maybe 10. Oh, I hope more than that. Maybe. But yeah, hopefully. You think so? Of the fi- well, I can't find like, them, but 50. yeah, we're like we're in the two millions now, right? <laughs> but anyway, so thank you again. It's been awesome. I'm gonna hit stop here and stay on, please, because like I've had some technical difficulties, so we don't want to have that again. But thank you sure. again. Welcome to the Knocked Conscious family, sir, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, good night, sweetheart. Good